and welcome back. Sorry, I surprised myself with that intro. It was so loud. Uh, welcome back to the Gaming Podcast Live. I'm your host, Mia Byte, and we are here every two weeks to talk gaming stories, news, and gossip with your favorite content creators. Well, not just content creators. We have other special guests too. But before that, I am joined every podcast by an awesome guest host. And today, uh, we have the uh, a wonderful individual filling in for uh, Robin, this DigiPride special podcast, because unfortunately, Robin is sick. We have the amazing, the fantabulous, is that a word that exists? Maybe. Uh, Luke Boogie, everybody. Hello. Hello. <laughs> the fantabulous Luke Boogie. The fantabulous Luke Boogie. That is your name now. That's like your uh, superhero name. Yeah. Like the amazing yeah. Spider-Man. You're the fantabulous The fantabulous Luke Boogie. Luke Boogie. Yeah, I'm going to have it splashed if, in front of a comic. Any, any day now. Exactly. I want to see that comic book cover. How have you been? <laughs> I have, I've been wonderful, to be quite honest. I was very brave this weekend, uh, this Saturday oh. at the right old age of 28. I decided to get my, my ears pierced. Like, <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, and then I realised... Wait, wait, wait. Well, let me see. Let me see. Wait, are they under the things? Oh, very nice. Very, I mean... I'm assuming those are just your 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 studs. You've got to keep those in for a little bit, right? you got to clean them up and do all that months. stuff. But I had this really fun thought afterwards. I was like, oh, look, see... All would like at least Monday to Friday from half one onwards. You were in a headset, so it's gonna be a really fun recovery time for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's not necessarily gonna be ideal. I remember, like, oh god, I don't want to go into like gross details about about no, ear piercing and like the recovery period for that, but like, it's it's just yeah. And um, last time I did it, every time that I get my ears. Uh, well, when I got my ears pierced, when I started transitioning, and I got my I got my ear pierced in primary school, and then I got the other ear pierced when I started transitioning. But um, I'll, I forgot to keep my studs in, not during the recovery period, just in general. Like so many times, my ear has closed back up, and I've had to force it back open again. No, uh, yeah. I just haven't worn earrings <laughs> in that mistakes. long. <laughs> yeah, very very rookie mistake. Um, mm-hmm. Just a reminder mm-hmm. for everyone here: uh, you can grab us live and track with the podcast both here in Twitch chat and the special dedicated section of the Gaming Magazine Discord. And of course, don't forget to keep up with all the latest news and features from Gaming Magazine by visiting us online at Gaming mag.com hell yes now it is digipride here across gaming uh, across all of, uh, of gaming at the moment uh for the next several months i believe it ends at the end of august because you know pride isn't just in june uh mm-hmm. you can check out everything that's coming up for digipride at gamingmag.com forward slash digipride but it also means that we can welcome not just one but two amazing special guests on the podcast today and uh Luke, you have the first special guest. Yes. Uh, so this week, our first guest is Jen Panatoni from Xbox. Hell Hello, yes. Jen. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Oh, no. Oh, no. You're muted. Jen, you're muted. <laughs> Still on. muted. Why Hold are you on. muted? I'm on fun. mute. That's so fun. There, there we go. Wait, 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 wait. Every... <clears throat> Nothing happened. Nothing the happened. amazing Jen Panatoni, everyone. Yay! I wanted to make sure it was just as bright and as loud as yours because you were so mm. just amazingly chipper. I know it's really yes. late over where all you are. So thank you for having me. This is so exciting. It's it's uh, it's amazing to have you here. Of course, uh, you're you're a wonderful individual who works over 
at Xbox. Uh, Xbox is one of the sponsors of DigiPride. Massive mm-hmm. thanks for that, by the way. So uh, what we're going to do today is uh, get to know you a little bit better and everything that you do a little bit better. So uh, you are the head of social impact over at Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us what that entails. What, what, what do you get up to as the, uh, the head of social impact? Absolutely. But before I even get started... I'm just going to give a big, big, huge thank you, digital (gasps) hug to Charlie over at Xbox UK. None of this would be possible without her. She is my hero and I just love everything that she does. So I'm so thankful for her, you know, continuing this relationship, continuing this partnership. She is like, if you took, I think angel tears and like the emotion (laughs) of happiness and kind of combined it and said, Hey, I want this to create a person. The output would be Charlie. Charlie. No, I absolutely agree with you. Charlie is a wonderful individual who we've had on the uh, the podcast before. That was not that that was not scripted at all. As uh, Charlie <laughs> in chat, I was surprised by it myself. But it is uh, a wonderful share of emotion there. Charlie is, of course, a lovely, lovely individual, Amazing. and I'm so glad that we've uh, gotten to work with her here at uh, Gaming as well uh, across uh, several years now. I think so. It's mm. been amazing. But uh, more about you, Jen. I know Charlie's great. Charlie's fantastic. But this, we is, love about, Charlie. this is about Absolutely. you right now. So uh, can you tell us more about what you do at Xbox? Happy to. So um, as the head of social impact, I oversee and started the social impact team. And I'm going to really emphasize team throughout this whole thing, because this would not be possible without every single individual who comes together to make all the moments we do for social impact come to life. Um, And what social impact means to us, we have a few different things that kind of roll up to my broader team. And so we have nonprofit partnerships and nonprofit fundraising, because not every partnership with a nonprofit is fundraising. Some of them are awareness. We got people Mm -hmm. to donate a bunch of blood because we put an awareness in um, State of Decay 2. So Wow, that's really cool. If you had told me zombies at the beginning of a uh, pandemic would encourage 169,000 people to sign up and go donate blood, I don't know that I would have believed you, to be very honest. Unbelievable, incredible achievement. Well done. Wild. It's wild. So we have a bunch of amazing stuff going on for nonprofit partnerships. We also have sustainability marketing. So you've seen we launched the brand new sustainability hub at Xbox this year, talking about our commitments to making the world more sustainable, reducing waste, et cetera. So you can go check all that out. It's amazing. And then cultural campaigns. And so if you see Xbox celebrating International Women's Day, International Day of the World's Indigenous People, Pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, my team works across this giant V team that represents the entire Xbox business. And we all come together on a weekly basis to be like, hey, this is the moment we are working for. This is the centralized marketing that we do. But it's also interesting because the team, obviously, there is a moment. There is pride. Mm-hmm. And pride happens at different times actually throughout the year in different marketplaces. But it's not just about that one moment. To Xbox, we believe in respectful representation and authentic representation. And it goes on. You know, the work to increase representation goes on year round. So this Mm -hmm. is something our team, you know, we work with other teams across the business to say, hey, where could you do this? And we have many, 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 many teams doing that same thing, you know, in our products or in our marketing or on the platform. So it's just amazing to be able to, represent the hard work of so many people across the business. 
that's a really really wonderful answer it kind of goes on to uh what my next one was kind of uh pride month is almost over it's been a busy one for xbox so would you kindly uh, tell us what's been happening over there absolutely and i actually i had to have the post up next to me because <laughs> there's so much stuff there's a lot there's definitely a lot yeah wonderful. but yeah. i'm gonna start with my favorite things everyone ready Mm-hmm. The Pride controller. <laughs> that is gorgeous. So nice. Yeah, we talked about this a couple of weeks back mm. on the uh, podcast, but I'd love to get more info on like uh, how this came about and, and how the idea is spread and, and what made you want to put it on the design lab too. It was a labor of love. Again, teamwork makes the dream work. Cheesy but true. Um, this controller, you know, when you saw the pride controller we had last year, we sent out to influencers mm-hmm. and the community rightfully so that like, we want this, we mm-hmm. want to buy this, we want to have this. And so, you know, pride for this year started June last year, actually, we're like, Hey, mm-hmm. how can we make this happen? We even tried to do some limited runs to see if we could make them work. And we're like, you know what, instead of just doing something to meet something, let's be more intentional about this. Let's be much more thoughtful about this. And so again, tons of teams across the business had conversations and then the hardware team and the hardware marketing team made the commitment to put this into design lab year round. So you don't just have to buy this in June. This is now a permanent addition to Xbox design lab and you can make it um, as bright as you want, whatever colors you want. The really, the inspiration behind that, you know, each, there are 34 flags here from the community, Mm -hmm. 34 different flags. And each flag is very recognizable. We wanted to make sure of, you know, if you identify in one of those communities, I'm just going to keep holding this because I love it. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I I can hold this up to to give you a little bit of a rest. Mm -hmm. Just right here. But if you identify with one of these communities or multiple of these communities, we want you to be able to further kind of double down on your identity, like your representation and what you Mm -hmm. identify and how you identify. And so you can change the thumbsticks, you can change the D-pad, you can change this part, all the triggers buttons to further kind of showcase your pride. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of one of the things I love about it the most. And the fact Yeah, that- I was going to jump in and say exactly that. Like I, on mine here, I've actually got like the trans flag colors because, you know, I'm Amazing. trans and I want to see that. Um, mm-hmm. I just realized that I've got the, the one from last year, the backing from last year on here because it has that lovely slogan. Yep. Uh, show your pride on every side. That's not available. That's exclusive to last year's one. <laughs> I just swapped that out. But um, uh, this whole thing has just been the process when I actually went and, and did it. it was it's, it's so nice to like have those different customizations and like have the metallic options as well. And, mm-hmm. and just like all the shinies, your extra grips. Uh, I went all out, obviously, because, you know, I've got to be that pro gamer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like having that controller be able to represent whatever you want it to represent is very uh, impactful. Absolutely. Mm, I think it means a lot to, to all of us, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And one of the other things we did, we we debated, you know, how we were going to give back to the community because one of the pillars of the Xbox Social Impact team is we don't aspire to do anything performative. We want all of our stuff embedded in action. And this will actually take me to something else from Pride this year. But we made, uh, Microsoft made an upfront donation of $170,000 across multiple organizations and nonprofits supporting LGBTQIA plus community across yeah. the world yeah yep and That's... for three of them we added them to microsoft rewards on console so if you have mm. your console and you want to you know generate microsoft rewards points you can do that by playing games very simple mm. very easy we actually have a few punch cards throughout the year um from the xbox social impact team you generate points 
you can donate those points to nonprofits and they mm-hmm. stay on the console. So we add nonprofits for every community because if, mm-hmm. you know, for example, I identify as indigenous, we're adding nonprofits from that community so that I can support my community. Same with pride. We continue to add more nonprofits throughout the year to be like, Hey, is this a cause that you would like to support? You don't even have to donate your own money. You can play games, which then turn to internet points, which then turn to donations. Yeah, which in turn moves to real action from from you helping out. So absolutely. Um, One thing that you mentioned earlier on is that um, you guys do tend to celebrate Pride year-round. It's something that me as a queer person have noticed. Um, So why why is it important to you to celebrate Pride? Apologies, all year round. And I mean, what does Xbox do to support that? I mean, we've kind of covered this a bit, but... Yeah, 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 absolutely. So for us, you know, we don't just care about communities in one month. That is mm-hmm. completely disingenuous to who we are. And we, you know, Xbox and the community, we are kind of one in the same. We love the Xbox community. We love the gaming community. We want to reach out to as many players as possible to reinforce that Xbox is a place where you are welcome, you are included, and that you belong. So for us to make sure that we are being authentic and genuine with underrepresented communities is hugely important for us. We actually have multiple different teams dedicated to inclusive marketing and making sure that we're, you know, I'm on the marketing team, so I'll speak to that, but making sure that we are being inclusive and thoughtful and intentional. We actually have a group of intersectional individuals over on the engineering side that actually work with the entire business and people can take any project or idea that they are working on to this group and say, hey, are we being as inclusive as possible? Are we missing a community? Are we missing something? And are we saying the right thing? So, and are we, you know, living our values? So for us, mm. there's so much going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, we have content creators that come on Xbox Plays on our own Twitch channel operations. We have content creators from every single underrepresented community and especially in the LGBTQIA plus community, we bring those folks on year round and it's not about us. It's about taking these content creators and platforming them on mm. our platform and giving them an elevated voice and, you know, showing that there are other people within this community on the service. And then that really brings everyone together saying, this is awesome. I want to, you know, learn more about this, this content creator, this community. So, there's just so much going on. Obviously, the rewards and the nonprofit work too. But I mean, I could talk your ear off about this, but I know my mm-hmm. time is very short here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah, it's um, absolutely fantastic to know that like Xbox is doing stuff not just during Pride mm-hmm. but all year round as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, honestly, you know, we we don't just disappear at the end of June. We're we're a constant presence, and yeah. I do believe like again like just pride in general should kind of be all all year around we should be visible we should be part of the conversation at all times because that's the only way that you normalize these things that you have like lgbtqa plus people everywhere you look with the same with like every other you know marginalized community as well and try and do our best to dismantle that that prejudice that ignorance just by again just being there and and being, being, being normalized. And it's mm-hmm. so great to see some familiar faces uh, on the Xbox channel all year yeah. round. But like you said, Jen, I know that you don't have uh, much time for us uh, today. Uh, you, uh, you, you're a very busy individual. So I'm going to let you go and say thank you so much 
for uh, joining us and talking to us about your your work at, at Xbox. Yeah, they're it's been, it's been fantastic to pick done. your brain. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm happy to come back anytime. Have Charlie and I. It'll be an awesome just love fest. Listen, I mean, I, that'll be chaotic and lovely and we'll have to make that happen. It's going to be I'm amazing. for it. Hell yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. And we'll uh, hopefully see you for that. See you again. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye for now. All right, then, Luke. That was a that was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. I uh, really informative. Really lovely. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? Like out of uh, out of everybody, I'm not saying that just because they sponsored Digipride, but out of the people (laughs) out there, I've noticed that, you know, like the Xbox definitely does more. There was a consistency. I'm not gonna throw shade, but at least they have like uh, they have a they have a hat to throw into the ring, unlike mm. uh, certain other uh, devs slash publishers no, who will remain this... unnamed because I want to keep an air of professionality mm. for this podcast. <laughs> so um, we're known for professionalism. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, totally. This 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 podcast is is anything if not professional. Mm. Uh, so right, yes, but speaking of of wonderful human beings and wonderful guests, uh, we have. The very lovely Red Witchery, otherwise known as Harley. Oh, oh sorry. Hello. I was I was just cradling one of my prized possessions. That's so oh Are your prized so, possessions? That's, oh, what's that's that? such You're a coincidence. What, what is that yeah. you got in your head? <laughs> oh well, I'm so excited to tell you all about it. Um, this is a an Xbox controller from Design Lab that Xbox kindly gifted to me. And I got to design it myself with the They've got, did you know, they've got a pride faceplate for these controllers that you, wow, you yeah. if anyone right now went on Design Lab, they could use one too. Um, and I've mm-hmm. customized mine. So it's like the aromantic flag and I've got the little fancy mm-hmm. rubber grips and a metallic D-pad. And it's just, hell yeah. I'm a big fan. That is I'm, gorgeous. Yeah. I, I will say this is a hashtag not expected and hashtag not sponsored at this point. <laughs> pride overall sponsored hashtag sponsored by Xbox. Oh no! But, yeah. um, Xbox what are the sponsors? Really going to do this? I think I like signed my soul yeah. away when I was like five or something. <laughs> well, this really is, yeah, this is the thing. So it's nice to know that everybody cool got the opportunity to have one of these uh, one of these pride controllers. <laughs> I just I wouldn't want to be one of those people that doesn't have one. Like you know, it's a, it's a good job that, that's that all of us here. One, of course, they can just go. Just... Yeah, yeah, of course. If you wanted to grab one, you could you could totally go. And, that's pretty uh, true, actually. Um, I remember mm-hmm. last year when the controls initially came out, everyone was like. I want this. I was one of the people. I was like, I want one of these. Like, they are gorgeous. I'm very excited to see not just the representation, but other queer people celebrating the fact that they can get this little controller. Yeah, it seems small, but I think to a lot of people, it's actually okay. Okay, we're gonna move on because this is way too hashtag sponsored right now, and we don't have time it's not. for that. It's not. <laughs> All right, all right. So, how are you doing today, Harley? Other than you know, showing off your your your. Wares, of course, wares? yeah, my wares, no, yeah, <laughs> your wares. Um, you're you are your wares. You're a content creator. You you are your wares. Examine, examine high quality mm-hmm. luxury designer. This, this podcast so far has been brilliant um, for the audio listeners. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm doing very well, thank you. I am uh living in a constant state of fear that I have lipstick on my Invisalign aligners because I've started Invisalign recently. So if that happens, um. You know, just be supportive of a queer person this Pride Month and don't mention it to me. Mm. Just like never tell mm. me. Just pretend that it's not there, and we'll just you know. Yeah, honestly, you look perfect. I wish the audio listeners could see you right now. Um, but I love yeah, the audio at least it, yes, I, we all love the audio we listeners. Twitch chat though gets to uh, enjoy it because we're live right now on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. You can come over and 
and check out the uh, the podcast and come hang out and stuff. Um, but before that, uh, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna kick off our uh, our, our you know our norm. Nor- we're going back to normality for the podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the structure that we have, and we're gonna kick off with the weekly recap, which uh, is basically just talking about all the games and stuff we've been you know playing recently, or the yeah. things that we've been watching. But I want to start with you. Harley, what have you been up to recently? Okay. Um, so not sure. You say normality in the podcast, so not sure why I'm here if you want to like increase that number. <laughs> so just like just a note there. But uh no, uh, I'm very excited to tell you that I am uh probably the last person in the world who has uh played unpacking. I'm like halfway through that right now. Ooh. I've been playing on Xbox Game Pass, not sponsored, uh, with my partner, and it's been really fun. <laughs> and I'm having a really good time of it. I almost wish that I was playing it on PC because like if you haven't played unpacking, it's like a organizational, like room organizing simulation mm-hmm. simulator almost. And I want to be like really particular and like really like color coordinate things. And with the controller, it's a lot less, dif- it's a lot more difficult. So it's kind of saving me for myself there. Um, we're having a really good time with that so far. Um, and I love that one. And then I've also been rewatching Our Flag Means Death with uh, my friend Hannah, which is just... I see, everybody talks about this and I've not seen it. What, what like, I know it's it's very queer apparently, but I've not <laughs> seen it personally. So so for somebody who's uninformed uh, like myself, uh, what is what is it? What is it? Because I've, um, I've, I've heard about, it's pirates, but yes. I, I, I literally Gay don't know pirates. about it. <laughs> Gay pirates. Yeah, so basically it's about, um, it is a, it's a quote unquote fictionalization, but not really. So there are two historical mm. figures Blackbeard, obviously, and then a guy that he knew called Steed Bonnet. And the show is basically a fictionalization of them. It's like they're not even trying to be historically accurate. They have a great mm. time with it. So, but those okay. people did exist. If you want to learn about history personally, I just want to learn more about the gay pirates. So I would just show. Mm. But it's about, uh, yeah, it's about uh, Steed and how he's a um, not a traditionally masculine individual in like the 1700s. And he basically, no spoilers, he starts off like his own little pirate crew and he's like, and I paid them like a salary and we had like a rec room and I tried to look after them. And it's just him being a um, just adorable, effeminate cutie and also Blackbeard is in it and Blackbeard is all like black leather and like manliness and they just go on fun adventures together for a good, I think it's nine episodes. And the thing with it is that it's it's never... It has a lot of hype around it. The, the community love it. Most of the marketing was like word of mouth because HBO didn't really like, you know, show up didn't, for it. Didn't really. Yeah. yeah, we're promoting it. Um, and it's got Taika Waititi in it and Reese Darby, both of who were in what we do in the shadows. Um, and Taika Waititi is obviously in everything. Um, but the thing mm-hmm. with this show is that, Mia, you have to watch it. It is, the hype cannot prepare you for how good it is. Like no matter how yeah. good okay. you hear this show is, it cannot you, you, you say that you're gonna keep raising my expectations here and like i can't, no, I can't silly, really high enough silly. like it'll never be like if, i'm imagining like queer pirates of the caribbean and that's like that's 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 i feel in it Better. i guess Better. maybe with less action <laughs> set pieces yeah. but see so if you if you sprinkle like a dash of camp in there mm-hmm. it's it's incredible mm-hmm. it's oh, like Ooh. i was the same like my committee was like oh my gosh watch it and i'm like yeah gay pirates has been done before in the first episode, not even 15 minutes in, I was like on the edge of my seat. I'm like, yeah. I'm invested. Yeah. Let's let's see what happens. It's an incredible it's show. And now if you watch okay. it, you know it's been renewed for a season two. I didn't know that yes. when I finished it and I was very stressed yeah. out. But That is good. That is a good thing to hear because like, mm-hmm. if, if it gets renewed for another season, then it's probably good. It, it, it's uh, it's always great. 
Where are you watching that, by the way? Because I always find with TV programs, I don't have a TV license. I don't watch television anymore much. Like I'm, everything's online for me mm. now. So where where would one procure this? Well, content? I lucked out. I watched it while I was in Canada. Um, mm. And my partner had access to like the Canadian ways that you watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I'm not sure about like UK wise where us law-abiding folks uh can go like watch it um because i think mm, they true, are taking true. time to like actually put it on our services because mm. we're yeah i mean there are always it. other options uh that may be piracy by the show. surely piracy? not no <laughs> listen it's very we can't, brand. <laughs> we can't condone piracy here at the gaming magazine uh podcast but um, if you enjoy pirates and you enjoy a show about pirates, then then it's very exactly as you say. It's on brand. It's on brand. <laughs> um, but no, don't don't do piracy for legal reasons. That's uh, that, these are all jokes. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm I'll figure out some kind of way to watch it. Then I'm actually really. I will check in that. like a month from now. I'm going to be Wait, like, yeah. yes. Yeah. What did you? Think? <laughs> mm-hmm. And how was your experience playing with? Uh, did you say it was Hannah? Uh, yes, Hannah. She's been rewatching it with me. Uh, tears. She cried tears in one scene and I looked over at her and she was like these pirates are ruining my life <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing um, is that everything that you've been up to recently the pirates are ruining my life they're all that I've got pirates are ruining my life. I'm just okay. working yeah. I'm hanging out with my cat and my boyfriend's I saw you have uh, like the a kitten how old is your kitten she was born in like September so I guess she's like eight <sighs> months now yeah She's really so cute. cute. I love her. I'll Absolutely. try and I saw, a picture I saw pictures. Her, her quickly. Yeah, I saw but. pictures up on um, social media and I was like, oh my God. I, I saw a TikTok with her as well. So adorable. She's so Absolutely cute. And adorable. she's the sweetest little cat ever as well. She's like super affectionate and like whenever I'm home, she immediately is just like all over me being like, mommy's home. And I'm like, you are the best Aww. cat. Okay, here's a photo of her <laughs> when she was a kitten. I think this will display properly. There she is. Yeah. For the audio oh, listeners, this is an... Uh, a massively cute kitten, mm-hmm. which is basically like half white and half like <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you he's describe a that. Cookies and cream cat. Cartons. Yeah, that's yeah. A good yeah. cookies and cream. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And that's, they've that's got that adorable. kind of wide, wide eye, mid scream thing going on, but like a cute way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's how I wake up in the morning. Yeah, yeah that's that picture <laughs> right there is is how I wake up, just just screaming into the void. Uh, Luke, what have you been up to recently, hun? Oh, uh, aside from being a big brave boy and getting my ears pierced, uh, I have been playing a bunch of Core Keeper with my partner, uh, which is like a almost Stardew Valley meets Terraria type game. Oh, it's okay. Honestly, really good. That um, that actually like Stardew Valley. Um, I still have never played, but you say Terraria, it's like I could I could get on board with that. Yeah. yeah. It's it's this Tell gorgeous wee kinda kinda pixel game where you are essentially underground and um you've got to kinda dig out and go and explore a wee jet areas into different biomes and find new stuff and kinda build, bring them back and upgrade your house and there's like mm. bosses that you can fight that kinda give you more upgrades and just kinda expand from that. And but are, had, are there people you can romance yeah. though, like in, in Stardew? That's uh, important. See, question. when I said like Stardew Valley meets Terraria, that first part was a lie. Um, <laughs> it's more... <laughs> Got it. So it's like, it's like Terraria. So farming with... in it. <laughs> it's, it's Terraria meets Terraria with farming. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So what's, wait, what's yeah. the name of the game again? Sorry, Luke? Uh, Core Keeper. Core Keeper? Core Keeper. Yeah. yeah, so it's like Terraria well, meets Core Keeper. 
is what it's yeah like. Terraria needs scorekeeper <laughs> yeah if we scream loud enough maybe they'll actually add in relationships to the game and make it more like starting you know well, there are there are npcs but they're just like merchants it's an early access so i mean if you if you do scream loud enough at early happen. access games you might there is that is, that is very true there is yeah. potential to fall do... in love and like what Jeez. I what I did when I was a kid, and I would like pretend that really minor NPCs had like really deep backstories and interactions yes. mm-hmm. that they did not have. Yeah. We'll just do that. Mm-hmm. You had yeah. no head cannon, but this, yeah. uh, this old minor man with the beard. This is actually my husband. Um, exactly. <laughs> it's my partner now. Yeah, I'm so tired. But I'm so tired of falling in love with characters that I can't actually date in games. <laughs> That's why we've got mods. I don't know how I do it every time. We don't even we don't even know they're unromantic when we fall in love with them. It isn't like a, oh, because you can't have them thing. We just fall in love and then later we find it out and we're mm-hmm. like, why did we like the one one that you what? This is like yes, me and so Linus it. in Stardew Valley. I fully I love Linus with my oh. whole heart and I just have to accept that Linus will never love me back. You know mods <laughs> to get him a house and stuff though. Just like... I feel so bad. I love Linus. I'm sorry. I derailed so this. So he's like, please don't run away from me. Sorry, Mia. Linus is like this homeless the... guy in Solid Valley who lives in a tent. Yeah. And no matter how much you increase your relationship with him, you can never like get him a house. He's always homeless. So there are mods that are like, build him a cottage. Like you're like a millionaire uh, farmer. Go get yeah. like help this man. Help, so, help oh Linus. He's like the best character on the game. He's great. He is lovely. I I think the uh, the last experience I have of like romancing a character in game and just and just being head over heels uh, was um, Rani the Witch in Elden Ring. Ooh. And when I started doing that quest line uh, with Rani and where it leads to, I was like oh my god you're actually fulfilling my desires game yeah. yes let's go come on yes uh, i don't want to spoil uh, anything is it we far are we far enough out for, for spoilers? I, feel like, I feel like we're not quite maybe not people might not have done ronnie's okay. storyline yet okay, but okay. my my last experience of yeah. romance that i can think of that i was really really passionate about was soulless from dragon age inquisition so that went really great mm-hmm. for me personally oh yeah the egg <laughs> Yeah, look, okay. He called me smart. I just, and I've never special, played Dragon Age Inquisition, so. I fell for it. <laughs> Solus, Solus is, a, is like this elf, bald elf boy who. Oh, and Felix oh. has some really cool. He's really voiced cool by magic. Yanto from Torchwood. What was I supposed does, to do? It does have a nice really? voice. Yeah, nice. Here. That's like, awesome. It's, it's a cool character that develops, so please play the game. Um, yeah. Consider the sequel's coming soon. We're just going to throw all of this at Mia. Watch out for yeah, yeah. Play Stardew Valley. Play Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Fall in love. Honestly, <laughs> I played the first two Dragon Ages. I, I'll, I will definitely try and play Inquisition. I'm looking forward to the new one, though. That one looks like it, it could be yeah. cool. I want to play like. Inquisition's really good, though, and I think you'll yeah, need to Inquisition. play that to like fully love for. Mm. So I'd recommend yeah, it. Going okay. from what we've seen about four i would recommend because i'll add it to the list to the million game long list (laughs) that every content creator has of games that they would like to play but just don't have time to yeah unfortunately uh yeah like uh luke was there anything else that you've been up to um before i splurge Um, about things i i mean i don't don't, i'm trying to avoid xbox topic of conversations because it's feeling pointed but i was (laughs) I was on Xbox on recently playing uh, Dead by Daylight with the wonderful Bex Bomb. And honestly, you were. Like, yes, I saw them. Oh my god. Honestly, like it has been such a long time since I laughed that hard playing video games and I had such an incredible time. Bex is a sweetheart. Like I'm, I'm absolutely going to kind of demand she plays games with me more often. Like. <laughs> 
So just whenever you want. So my DMs are, they're open actually. So if you press the little envelope button, whenever you invest to playing next, uh, just saying, mm-hmm. let me know. I'm so like, love hey, Bex, I love guess what's happening. Like, got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's actually quite uh, quite on brand because we will be talking about some Dead by Daylight news later on, but not quite yet. Not quite yet because I'm going to skip my week. <laughs> no, like, yeah, Mia, no, what Xbox thing not. have you been doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> well, well, funnily enough, um, not Xbox, but uh, uh, definitely linked to uh, Daddy Jeff Bezos. Um, all up in the because we're in the Twitch space. Um, I've been watching The Boys recently. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this season of The Boys so far. No, no. Okay, well, maybe I won't I spoil anything about this season of The Boys. I didn't love season two, so I'm really hesitant to watch season three, and I'm hoping maybe I like it more. I don't know. Uh, the, the, right. Okay, so I, I, I have to watch The Boys and like skip through segments. Like I, uh... I, I like the show, but I don't like their heavily over reliance on like gore and like shock value scenes. Yeah, it's like. Mm. I, I just I just can't. I just it's can't like Invincible a bit in that way for me. Invincible, I think, is a cartoon, so it's okay, and it stops just mm. short of when I get a bit too uncomfy. But like when it's live action, I have a really short fuse of being yeah. like, I want to skip. I get it. I know what the scene is. Like I know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like um and full full transparency. I mean, my partner, we were catching up in the boys earlier on, um, and I said I said the exact same thing. I was like, there's a lot of violence. Like, I get it. I get it's like shot value, whatever. And I'm like, there are easier ways, less brutal ways to do murder like why are you doing this most most definitely the show writing though is very clever it's very very funny like it's i think it does what it does really Mm -hmm. harley i think you'll be back on board okay um if i tell you that wait which season is this season four it's season three you think season three three. three. yeah okay okay I think you'll. I don't. Well, maybe you won't be back on board then. If you didn't like the last season, what was the what was the whole thing with the last season? Okay, so I watched it with my boyfriend. So I obviously have this thing of like me and my boyfriend are both massive. Like, I know some people can just like watch a thing and enjoy it and have a great time. Mm. Me and my boyfriend mm. are both afflicted with that thing of like, no, I got a deep dive and like really like the the themes at play and all that stuff. So yes. oh, like analyze it. Yeah, and, and I'm like yeah, an English yeah. lit major, so it's the whole thing. Um, so basically, I didn't love. Trying to make it so short. Um, Butcher, I think is his name, suddenly got incredibly, mm. like, weirdly toxically masculine and homophobic, like, constantly mm. was being like, oh, fairies, and like, oh, you guys kissing. Mm. It was really odd. Um, yeah. I don't love uh, Kimiko, I think, and the French guy. I found that to be a really weird romance because, like, she can't communicate with him. So that was kind of weird. Um, but it, whatever. Um, and also, I, I, um, took umbrage with and this might just be i'm i'm just reading into it too much but there was a lot of scenes where i felt like the female characters were being super like at the service of the male characters kind of thing and it was really egregious but what would happen would be like it happened to starlight and it happened to butcher's partner um i'm not gonna spoil mm-hmm. anything too much but basically what happens is like things will happen where the woman will do something it was the right thing to do she thought it was the right thing to do it was the right thing to do the guy didn't mm-hmm. think so though and then afterwards she apologizes and is like, I'm so sorry for doing that. And like, it happens like four times where like a woman apologizes for like just being inconvenient doing and making a choice thing. he didn't want her to make. Yeah. And it was like weirdly grating. And I was like, Bleh. but like the other, like the political themes and stuff like that, I was like, I get what they're doing. It's really good. But like mm-hmm. certain things mm-hmm. just like on a subjective level, I was like, this grates mm-hmm. on me. I don't like this. Like, yeah. So. I understand completely. I will say yeah. that this current season so far, especially like with the female characters, yeah. they seem to be right 
all of the time in the best way. Like everybody else is messing up and they're making like good decisions. That said, this last episode I just saw where they left on a cliffhanger. I won't go into spoilers, but I I might step back into that territory as well. Uh, So we'll we'll see what happens. But I definitely enjoying this season more so than I did last season. A lot of what I remember from last season is literally just all the Stormfront stuff and the fact that they're basically Mm -hmm. like parodying real world political stuff. Yeah. it gets a little bit, it hits a little bit close to home sometimes. It's like, yeah, I can it see what you're going bully, for here. Like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Especially with like with the whole like misinformation mm-hmm. um, campaign stuff, which is like leaked over into this season so far mm-hmm. too, um, in terms of like swaying the populace to be mm-hmm. part of something that is based on a lie. And it, it's, it gets a little bit frustrating sometimes, but I am, I'm enjoying it. I just, it, there's there's a little something yeah, about it that's like just pulling me back. Parts, and like... There's some parts to me that I think they do satire very well, and there's mm-hmm. other parts I'm like, oh, this is this is just over that line where it's kind of questionable. Yeah, and so yeah. this season, some of the characters seem to have lost their damn minds. Um, yeah, yeah, I know really like, what's going on. Like, I, I just yeah. hoping that Starlight's okay. Uh, love Starlight. Get her away from Huey. Love Starlight. Big fan. Mm. Love Starlight. Um, but I, I maybe think... maybe as an experiment, you should watch season three then. <laughs> okay, interesting from an analysis point oh, of view. Oh boy, but I, I do Possibly. think that like with the boys, like I can't think of a show that is doing what it's doing in terms of the satire and like just how. Mm on the nose it is so i do like it for that where i'm like i can't think of a show that's doing what you're doing and when you do it very often it's well so Mm. yeah Mm. uh did anybody watch ms marvel i'm not going to talk about it if nobody's watched it no sorry no it's okay the only thing there's a reason there's a reason i mean it's disney so that's enough reason to be (laughs) not necessarily that like the i'm not like a huge disney or mcu fan right but uh, the the wonder the wonder one went on disney plus the doctor strange whatever right um mm. and i was watching the i was watching the movie and i finally seemed to go to end of it and i was like wait a second like i was kind of remembering there's a lot of articles about um miss marvel how it was like performing poorly and x y and z and i'm like well if no one's seen this movie where she is introduced because oh, it's, it's different it's a different character yet. i think is it, it's um yeah that's a different character it's, that's, it is. that's america yeah. chavez yeah america in, chavez uh, is um she does have marvel in her superhero name though i think um i only know it's america chavez but no it's, it's it is a different character yeah, that's that's uh, that's different. But I yeah. will say that Ms. Marvel has been really, really fun um, that's good. so far. Um, it's kind of like a combination of like uh, Scott Pilgrim uh, versus the world and like turning red in terms of like the style. It's oh, very cool. like, yeah, it's very, yeah. very cool. And like, obviously it's telling stuff from her point of view, which you don't usually get like that experience um in shows like this because obviously it's it's showing her as a um i believe she's is she pakistani muslim she may be i, uh, I might have to like, i think she's definitely that. muslim because i've seen people she's definitely that I muslim. Muslim talking yeah. about it yeah i i think for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. i felt like that because again there is a really low viewership for it compared to their other tv series and obviously it's like it's frustrating because we want shows that are like about <sighs> these people to succeed and that kind of thing of course and mm-hmm. It, the thing for me, and I feel awful for me, I don't because like I, I think th- I, I don't think that Disney didn't set it up for success. I think like Shang-Chi, they didn't set Shang-Chi up for success, but Shang-Chi blew it out of the water and Disney was like, oh whoopsies, yeah, no, watch this one, and like mm-hmm. deserved stunning. With Ms. Marvel, I don't love watching things that are about teenagers when like the demographic mm-hmm. is teenagers. Like even Euphoria mm-hmm. is like 
kind of for adults, but I still don't love watching it. Like I just don't like watching teenagers do stuff mostly. Like, I don't know why I'm just like, no, you're for your own age. I'll go watch Russian <laughs> Doll in the corner. Excuse me. Like, I That's, don't know why. I'm kind of the same, actually. I think that actually the name, like, uh, I'd maybe break the mold a bit for um, Stranger Things. Mm. Like, new Stranger Things. I mean, yeah, they're teenagers, but it's just a really good show. Like, I just mm. really enjoy it. I, I think there are, like, like a bunch of different things. perspectives in Stranger Things as well. Though. So yeah, you have the adults yeah. and you have the kids and, like, the teens in mm. between. So you kind of get all aspects there, which is kind of nice. Yeah, no, I always liked mm. the older characters in Stranger Things, I think. I was always, yeah. like, kind of zoned out for the kid plot lines. And then Will would come on screen and I'd be like, whoa, you can mm. act. But... Definitely, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Did, uh, did you watch Turning Red, both of you, by the way? Or is that something that you missed out on? I want to. I haven't yet. I need to. It's very good. I enjoyed it heavily. Watch it. Um, I, I it has a lot. Cried at the end. Yeah, I I cried Ooh. too. Like it has a lot of um, early two thousands growing up nostalgia yeah. in that yeah. era. So oh, and like the soundtrack is the soundtrack to my life. God damn, it's so good. Like the the it's very like um internet-y, like bubble kind of pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it was the kind of music I was listening to back in like 2015, just before I jumped on and started streaming on Twitch. Mm-hmm. But it's like uh, yeah, it's very very cool. It's like an Asian kind of uh, fusion in terms of the music as well, with that kind of like internet aesthetic. Yeah, which is it's very very cool. That's so cool. Um, definitely worth watching. Turning red. The reason I bring it up is because like it's it's to me it's very similar to miss marvel here in terms of like it's a it's a um a show slash movie that focuses on a character that people can't necessarily relate with because it's not their experience but i do really think if you don't watch it you are missing out on a little something uh there especially miss marvel so far has been been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun seeing them dive into like different aspects of the mcu that they don't usually dive into and i can really tell at this point it's it people may be like burnt out on marvel mm-hmm. stuff or yeah. Like yeah disney stuff yeah. in general like the amount of marvel and the amount of like star wars that has been out it's so easy to get burned on it yeah it's still and, fun yeah oh sorry I, uh, I was just gonna say it's one of the the better shows the disney plus shows i've seen of, in terms of marvel like there are a some, lot of them have been very mid yeah there are some mid ones i yeah i think the mm. the thing that again with turning red and like uh ms marvel as well um i think it's one of those things where um pe- like uh, white people can watch like uh, pick something but like a white American kid or a white Australian yeah. kid or a white British kid and they don't go oh I don't really relate to it it's not like my experience my culture but the second that it's like an Asian kid in Canada or like a Pakistani American girl it's suddenly like it's very other to them so like oh I can't mm-hmm. relate to that so I want to watch it and I'm like but you're also not Maddie Perez from Euphoria or what What do you mean <laughs> like yeah, yeah. exactly well, yeah, People can relate oh, so to you- physical toys like running around in a space. Yeah, they can't relate not a fish. to you're a, not a clownfish, a, a, but yeah. a teenage Asian girl. It's it's very yeah. It's, it's very have, weird like that. Have you considered empathy? Like, <laughs> 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 basic basic human have, emotion. Have you considered not being a bigot? Maybe maybe yeah, that would like, help you get cool. over. Yeah, that would be great. That'd be great. Um, Right. So uh, we're actually going to move on from... Actually, no, no, no. We're not going to move on for this because I did do one other thing. I played Power Wash Simulator. I played a bunch of different games this week and more chill stuff like Minecraft and stuff. But I played Power Wash Simulator for the first time and it was just Mm -hmm. so nice just to to jump into a space and just clean it up. It was so relaxing. Recently? I think there is DLC for it. There's two player co-op now. So I did I jumped oh, in with uh 
yeah, it's it's fun. Like I, the first experience I had was like just cleaning the van first and getting used to it. But I jumped mm-hmm. in um, with a friend of mine, uh, Tanandra, who is a, another VTuber. And we just literally just chilled out on the stream and just 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 washed the house. It was great. It was absolutely I jumped up on the roof. I wrote um I wrote some expletives in the uh in the dirt. And uh yeah, and then I just slowly like like cleaned that roof off while uh while Tan like cleaned the the bottom and we just had some really nice conversation doing it. Very relaxing. Nice. Definitely definitely worth doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, I feel like I don't really do ASMR. Mm-hmm. There's like ASMR for my eyes and my soul. Yeah. Do you like simulator games? Like generally, like you know, like House Flipper. I don't play a lot of thing. simulator games. No, I don't really see the like the the appeal of them all that much. I guess I, I'm trying to like rack my brain for like a simulator game that I've really really been into, but like. I don't really play them all that much, and nothing really comes to mind. So it's kind of nice, like I to just to, to exist in a space and and do a simple task. But yeah. I say simple task. I mean, you have different nozzles and stuff that you can choose with intensity, but you just do a task, and like it it, it really hooks into the ADHD part of my brain, which is like hyper focus. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just do this one thing. Yeah. Because, uh, that's, that's so interesting to me because I tried I tried um, Clean Simulator when it was like people were streaming it and I was like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to see what it's like. And I streamed it for like maybe an hour and a half or whatever. And I felt the entire time that my brain was on fire. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, for a train simulator or no, the, the cleaning simulator. Oh, the power simulator. I thought yeah, I thought I had oh, a train there for a second. Wash, like, I, if I had to do a train simulator, my brain would explode. You could <laughs> like, really? You, you found it hard to. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think it depends. Like, was... like for me, before I was medicated, I had trouble focusing on, on games that weren't like just constantly like, uh, I mm. played lots of match-based games like Dead by Daylight, Overwatch, mm. things like would end and be new. But ever since I've been medicated, mm. I've been able to like focus on longer-term things. So I think everyone's like hyper-focus levels kind of like yeah. Actuate. Everybody um, has a different experience. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely, definitely. I would, I would recommend it. But um, yeah, I guess you, you. I, I really think it probably depends on what you like too. Because like I really love auditory sounds sometimes mm-hmm. that relax me. Like I'll listen, go to bed listening to rain and stuff. So when you're just like blasting that water and you have those sounds, just like constant, it's like I just really like this. I'm just yeah. and like talking to somebody yeah. as well, like to, like doing a co-op as well must be like good too. Because like so I'm doing yeah. One. So Luke, if you, honestly, if you were streaming it solo, maybe that was part of why. I probably like yeah. if I was streaming it solo, I have no idea what I would talk about. Oh. Like I wouldn't be able to like hyper focus on what I do, and I'd just be looking at chat, going, "Okay, chat, I'm now I'm watching a house. Yeah, no. What, what do you want to talk clean. about? I've made a checkerboard of dart, like what next? <laughs> so you guys like I'm gonna make this... pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes. That's have you heard of the fight. Have you heard of the game? Oh Just my lost god! It, by the way, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, let's uh, move on to a section that we like to call bite-sized news. This is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, we go over everything gaming in the news recently. So um, we got some more information on. Funnily enough, Dead by Daylight's new dating sim game. We haven't talked about this on the podcast podcast before, but I think it was like a month ago, six weeks ago, something like that, mm-hmm. that uh, Dead by Daylight had its um, anniversary stream where they announced a bunch of new things. And one of the things that they actually announced was a 
Dead by Daylight dating sim with with some wonderfully uh, anime esque uh, interpretations of uh, of of the killers in the game. Which I'm all for. Yes, yes. I know you both have played a lot of Dead by Daylight. How are you feeling like about a thousand uh, hours in that thing? I just... How you feeling about Hooked on You? I believe it's called. Which is I a great pun. It's a very fun twist for the brand, personally. Like, Dead by Daylight is mm. like this grim, dark, you're being chased by this scary murderer, runaway, ah, whatever. So this whole bright, sunny beach, like, dating sim, the whole, like, flip to me is just so funny. But I think it's going to do very well. I think because of mm. that whole aspect, I think it's going to do very, very well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I that... Oh, so are we going to see me here? No, I was just like, go ahead. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, because definitely Dead by Daylight when it comes to, I mean, the game itself definitely like super spooky and stuff, but I do appreciate how the devs have always been, I've played it like since the start, like since launch, and they've never really taken themselves like too seriously. Like there's always like fun mm-hmm. charms, like fun stuff, like social media is like always like fun and light. And I think that's like really, that really helps with like a sustained like attachment to the brand because yeah. like. Yeah, it just makes it like more human, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah, so I, uh, yeah, and I'm really excited for the visual yeah. novel because I think that like, I was surprised because I, I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure it got announced in like May-ish and I'm used to um, games using the visual novel spinoffs as a mm. bit for April Fool's, which like can be yeah. funny because I get the visual novels are very like campy and fun and light mm. and like there's lots of like ridiculous ones out there but it is like a bit minimizing of visual novels like as a genre so seeing mm-hmm. that they've it's like a real game uh they've uh you know the the the, the developer is uh psyop and they've done some really adorable visual novels in the past um mm-hmm. and they've also i've seen behavior recently hired a influencer manager who did influencer management for um perfect garbage's game love show which is another visual novel so it's just like they actually really do care about like making it mm-hmm. a good dating sim and it's like a good joke yeah. it's a good dating sim like in itself yeah, and that's game, really exciting yeah, yeah. yeah. I, i'm interested in seeing like how in depth that they go with this i know that there's four at least four romanceable yeah. characters in the game i believe it's the spirit the huntress uh the trapper and the wraith are the yeah. four that they've included mm. so i'm actually really super super excited um to see if there is like more in there i mm. know that there are certain survivors as like um people who are who are working on this island resort i believe it's Claude, maybe Claudette and, and oh, Dwight, I think. Dwight? Yeah, I think Dwight. Yeah. Dwight, Dwight yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm not a massive Dead by Daylight fan. I've played it, but <laughs> yeah. I, like, I can't remember any of the characters or anything like that. But um, yeah, there'll be going to be like a bunch of different mini games in there. I believe there's like a skill check cooking mini game because obviously Dead by Daylight, you got to have your skill checks. Yeah. And uh, there's there's also uh, Spin the Bottle too. I'm very excited about that. It's probably so just going to be part of like the the general narrative look at but, the chopper um, look how excited he is for those so little bony little lips he can't wait that kid, that kid looks a bit like ratty i was literally i was about to say yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. legit legit they know um i'm just i'm really excited to see if they have like what the character relationships are going to be like not just with the player but with each other too yeah. i want to see how these killers relate to each other and treat each other I and, like and i want to see if like we can like walk in on them like talking to each other and doing stuff oh that would be really cool be yeah i really want to see if like uh like bubba is over at the grill <laughs> cooking or something uh, probably not because it's i don't know if the licensed characters will be able to make it into this title probably mm. probably not it's probably it's just going to be the originals but I want to know, like, how is the entity going to play in? Like, 
What, what, what if the entity is the like, narrator? <laughs> yeah, what oh. if the entity is like Cupid? What if the yeah. entity is like doing the matchmaking? Oh my god! I mean, yeah, matchmaking. Just, oh my just, god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Amazing. If anyone asks, I meant that joke, and it didn't take three seconds after to get what you said. <laughs> you no, like, you, like you a totally. straight face, and I was like, "Oh, really? Like, stay it? No, breaking at all? Damn." <laughs> you, you, uh, you, 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 you plan that completely, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. you said they learn a bit like about the ground stuff, but there is a there is a perk called barbecue and chili. Like, yeah. you, there will be lots of like we we fun references and jokes I like bet. that in the game that I think a lot. Of the I hope there really is going to be a lot. I really hope there is. I think if even for somebody like me, who's not um like super into Dead by Daylight, mm-hmm. I love like certain like weirder dating sims. I don't know if you played um uh what is Are it you called? You're gonna say Chrono Sandals, I swear. No, I'm gonna say Sucker Daddy? for Love. I'm gonna say Sucker for Love. Oh. Uh, it was the Eldritch Horror dating game. I'm getting um, that in Australian. Yeah, let me. Yes, I'm it's, it's not as like in depth as other dating Sims, but it is so good. Oh and God, like so uh, from from then, like <laughs> I want, I want like uh, all the horror dating games. Like just give me all these abominations that should be killing oh me. And just let me, let me smooch him. Let me smooch him. I feel Everyone like wants good. to kiss a monster. If you don't, you're lying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen the that film? What's that film where with the fish? Um, Shape of Water. Shape of Water. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm just gonna play that in the uh, background as well, yeah. real quick. So we've actually got the trailer here. Mm. Uh, I'm just, I'm just appreciating for the audio listeners. Uh-huh. I'm appreciating the amount of effort that's gone into uh, the the anima- animification, mm. cartoonification of uh, of these characters and how. I mean, look! Look at Huntress. Look at the Huntress. Huntress look at all. Huntress Muscle mommy. Huntress is very instant. I can't compete mm. with this. She's too fit. Look at the spirit. Look at her little. I know. Yeah, uh, we stand so cute. It is gonna be so good. It's gonna be good so good. I'm, I'm very, yeah. very much looking forward to it. Uh, mm. Funnily enough, that we mentioned Dead by Daylight, we have a little bit more Dead by Daylight news, yeah. right? Um, so, uh, David King's gay. Thank you very much, Gamer X. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gamer X. <laughs> did a lot of consultation uh, with devs of Dead by Daylight to essentially mm-hmm. bring out his first queer queer character, um, which is I'm, I've got mixed feelings that it's David, um, but what, why, why what's it's like David? Like I also what what what? Okay, so again, somebody who doesn't know that much about DBD, <laughs> who is David? And what is like? I read about their backstory was something like Fight Club, and like I'm, so, yeah. but I didn't like like the um, perfect podcast host that I am. I didn't do my research and I didn't look into David King's backstory. Yeah, but then you get so, to ask these questions. Yeah, yeah I know, right? So uh, explain to me who's David King. Right. Um, so David King is one of these survivals that you have in Dead by Daylight. I think he was one of the first original ones. Um, however, if I remember correctly in David King's backstory, he had an ex girlfriend. Um, so like it says that Davis came out as gay but technically would that make him bi? Well maybe he didn't know he was gay you know. I mean that's very true I've had girlfriends in the past and now my label is is very much homosexual. Yeah. So that is absolutely fair actually. I guess yeah yeah I guess the thing is what really heartens me about this particular story um uh, yeah, you can tell me a little bit more about the backstory in a, in a second and who David is as a character. But what heartens me about this story is that, you know, um, the devs' behavior, isn't it? Uh, they actually 
went through yeah, the effort of doing consultation stuff, of reaching out mm. to like uh, a big um, LGBT uh, QA plus charity and actually like talking to them and consulting mm. on them. And it wasn't just which character should we make gay. It was the conversations were more based around, listen, we're going to set up a framework for actually having discussions mm. surrounding LGBT QA plus people and, and being able to like integrate that authentically without it feeling too forced, I guess. Mm. The only thing I will say, how do you feel about taking a pre-existing character and then making them queer rather than making a new queer character? Um, I think it's, I think it depends. I think with What Death by Daylight's done, I don't mind it because I, I've checked mm. David's law story and I don't know if maybe they edited it afterwards. I can't see that he had a girlfriend, um, but okay. maybe, he, maybe he did. They like edited it, I don't know. Um, but I do appreciate how there at first i was confused you know and i was very like why well, i was like making a gay character but then the reasoning behind it i thought was like really quite good and then they mm. also released a so mia in dead by daylight you can go through like do you know fortnite battle pass do you know yeah it's i'm like tomes, you, can right? yeah. 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 Yeah, you can go through like yeah. tomes and it's like a battle pass kind of thing where it's like you like mm -hmm. play more games you unlock. you get like backstory on yeah the yeah and, and they've got like excerpts of like uh, scenes and stuff with David in it and it's like discusses sexuality and that kind of thing and I like that mm -hmm. I think that is I like it and I think that's definitely it, I, don't, I don't think that sort of thing shouldn't be put in the same bucket as for example when like a Dumbledore situation where it's like there's nothing mm -hmm. about it we're not adding anything about it we just said oh yeah that whole time no they were gay actually by yeah. now yeah. like, like, it's very like Soldier 76 as well for instance yeah. like those situations <laughs> yeah. it kind of feels like more of a way just to score points than mm -hmm. actually being like yeah. progressive and representation and, yeah but I do have a real representation yeah but I think that about it, like, actually like behavior were very considerable of a social impact and stuff and like really did the work and then like continued to follow through so mm -hmm. I'm a fan personally mm -hmm. I don't know how he feels about it though. yeah bringing well, that back as well. sorry go on sorry go ahead I was gonna say uh, bringing apologies. that back <laughs> to the hooked on you dating sim um i'm really hoping that means that the uh, characters who are romanceable depending on I, I hopefully you can choose your own gender and stuff as the yeah. player and i'm just hoping that all options are on it the says an all-inclusive getaway and i'm wondering if the copywriter mm. is a genius of innuendos and it really is all-inclusive <laughs> You know, I mean, mm -hmm. Dead by Daylight know their community. They're very, very yeah, good at it. And they know they that they know. have a huge queer community. Like, so I'd be very surprised yeah, if that true. wasn't Huntress one of their initial, the like, yeah, <laughs> from, from the get-go, they'd be like, yeah, we want this to, to appeal to everyone, essentially. We're not going to put yeah. any limits on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they'd be mad not to to want to work with the, the queer community, considering like every queer content creator that I know seems to play Dead by Daylight. And don't <laughs> really love it. I don't know yes, what it do. is about it. We just, we love it. Also, apparently mm -hmm. in that visual novel, you can also be like just friends with them or like loathing. So you can have oh, like good. a hate man's path. I don't know if I want to get into a hate man's with somebody that can like pick me up, I stick like me on a hook. I pretend I'm on their level. I'm a fan. If the trapper was like yeah. my nemesis, I'd be like, I am a big deal. So true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, maybe I'm just a sub. Who knows? No, um, I like the danger. <laughs> Luke likes the danger. I like the challenge. I like the danger. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I want Mummy Huntress to pick me up and put me on a hook. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. and feel yeah, this uh, Right. So, moving on from Dead by Daylight, we have a quick uh, break for an ad read right now. I'm just going to leave a quick pause and say... 
Coming up this week on DigiPride, it's on Tuesday, it's bonus levels of the queer history of video game makers, a talk by LGBTQ historian Satcher Coward, which is a very cool last name. And on Wednesday, Let's Go Gaming for DigiPride is back, most likely uh, doing Sea of Thieves because uh, last week it wasn't the servers weren't up. We planned to play Sea of Thieves and the servers were just like down at the time. Uh, both of them can be found right here on Twitch, a gaming, uh, twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. Also launching next week, there are two competitions from Xbox and Wizards of the Coast, plus an exciting esports tournament with the Chicago Metropolitan Sports Association. You can find out all the cool stuff about that and more at gamingmag.com forward slash digipride that's g-a-y-m-i-n-g mag.com forward slash digipride now harley oh, it's time yeah. for your spotlight this Ooh. is going to be all about you we're going to get to know you a little bit more it's your interview time your, your time to shine in the spotlight as uh as you're you're very accustomed to so <laughs> Uh, I'm going to uh, kick us off. Well, I actually want, wanted to ask more about your um, your pride controller, actually, oh. and and, oh, and have and not to go back to the whole Xbox thing, but you showed it off earlier, and I didn't give you a chance to explain well, why you chose the colors that you <laughs> chose. No, it's okay. Thank you. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, so I've got the brochure like written on it a little bit. I thought it was cute. I was like, I might as well personalize it. Um, but no, I chose mm-hmm. the. I spent a while trying to figure out which of my identities flags would look best with the mm-hmm. the faceplate. Um, and I settled on the aromantic uh, flag. So I've got like a black, black, I chose these three black, these three black, these three black and white, and the metallic green D-pad and the back has metallic uh, green triggers. I love how shiny that green is. It's lovely. Isn't it yeah, nice? Anything that's really anything nice. metallic on those controllers, I am just in love with. Like, I'm, you yeah. got to get the metallic yeah, triggers. I'm really I didn't this time. I only got like these plain ones, but you know, I think it worked with the flag color. Yeah, I think it's a little good. bit better. I really like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's my little pride controller. Okay, so that was an aside. That yes. wasn't planned. But um, <laughs> let's get to the actual questions. I've known you for a while now. Uh, we met like several years ago at yeah. London. Oh my god! Yeah, and time is an pro- illusion. Like three. Years yeah, time ago? is three an illusion. Three and a half years <laughs> ago. Like I don't even know. <laughs> Potential. I think it might have been twenty. Did I meet you at the winter one, or was it the summer one next time? I've, I don't even know. I definitely went yeah, to one of them, but like mutuals on Twitter could have happened at that point. It's all a blur. I'm gonna blanket it is 2018. Blur. I bet 2018. Yeah, blanket. probably 2018. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway. So <laughs> I don't think I've ever asked how you found your way into content creation and and Twitch in general mm-hmm. and, and what you're doing now. I'd love to hear more about your journey yeah that, that space um i think that i've always wanted to <laughs> so when i was a kid i always wanted to be an actress and it was really little that i wanted to be famous and i want people i want to make things and i want people to see that stuff and like it and be like she did that and i like it um and because that is very hard being an actress uh i then daydreamed of being like a youtuber or like you know that sort of thing and I would always try and record YouTube videos and then I would get very perfectionistic about it. And I would, I just get really insecure while editing and I just couldn't do it. And I would like, record stuff and like it would happen like every year or two, I would like, be like, this is the year I'm doing it. And I'd buy all the stuff and I'd record one thing, hate myself and then shelve it. Um, and <laughs> I think I was constantly imagining like, I'll start when I'm perfect. And it was just not good. Um, and so the way I found my the way same to- issue, honestly. Yeah, I think it probably it might be an ADHD away. thing. <laughs> it's like 
being a perfectionist with ADHD, worst combination ever. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Cause I've got my five other huge projects that I'm working on. I'm <laughs> exactly. On. Um, but yeah, the way I found my way to Twitch and live stream was that I think this is the first way I heard about Twitch properly. I used to play, um, competitive Overwatch like as a hobby because I guess I didn't care about my mental well-being or anything so i i did that and i grouped up with people that i met on voice who were like nice enough and one of them um streamed on twitch and like mentioned it a couple of times Mm -hmm. and i think people i think a couple of times i'm playing competitive overwatch um this was back before i had uh invisible aligners i would get my voice complimented often and people and obviously i was a girl so maybe they're saying it to be nice or whatever but they would be like oh do you stream like you're really pretty voice and that kind of thing and um I think I just picked up streaming from there. I looked at uh, EVA stuff a lot. I loved her content. I wanted to be like an Overwatch streamer. And I had some Overwatch streams, obviously didn't do well. Um, and then I sort of got really into like Twitch advice stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, so play a, a game that has a small community and like get a base and then move them over to like a bigger game. So I, yeah, I kind of went from there. I played like Crusader Kings 3 to like eight people. And then I shimmied them over to dark souls and i made the mistake of being a woman on twitch playing dark souls um but it was fun i liked it um and yeah i guess just from there um and i became a full-time streamer at the beginning of covid uh like many people did uh i was privileged enough to be in a minimum wage job at the time as i always had been but they put me on furlough which basically is like you're not working but you're being paid because lots of Mm -hmm. jobs had that pandemic Mm -hmm. for the government um so because of that i was able to full-time stream because I was getting like essentially like a UBI, you know? Um, and then I quit my job to do full-time stream once I had built up enough of a community and an income from that. And I dabbled in freelance social media as well. And then most recently I um, have been taking a hiatus of live streaming for a little bit uh, just to recover from burnout, like pandemic burnout, yeah. ADHD burnout, Everything. the whole yeah. mm. kit and caboodle. Uh, and I'm I able to do that because I have a, a full-time job uh, in marketing and tech right now. Um, but I really, really do miss content creation. And I am currently planning on returning to streaming in July. And I'm also going to actually really for real, no, I mean at this time, do YouTube videos. But I, I think the thing with, the reason why I think live streaming was so much easier to get into than YouTube stuff was because like, you can't edit. You can't like, look at yourself and mm. feel self-conscious mm. and like delete it. Like um, it just, it being like very, ephemeral really appealed to me when i first yeah. got into it and i think it was a very easy like entry for me in that way so yeah that's my little hmm. journey i guess that's um good. most of it was during covid so i missed out on like going to fun conventions and getting like fun partner parties or whatever but yeah i'm really great i i even though i don't stream anymore uh and i'm on big hiatus my discord community are still super active and I have a, a wonderful job that um, supports me very well. And I wouldn't have that if it wasn't for the community that I built up through Twitch. So it's very weird mm. to know that like one hobby, like is the mm. whole reason I have every single, like my partner I met because of Twitch, like, and mm. I've been with him for like two years. Um, and I'm like moving my best friend. I met my best friend because of Twitch. And like, it's, mm. yeah, it's incredible, but also like, a lot. Oh, no, about. totally. Like, oh, I, yeah, it's it's, um, it's super interesting uh, because like some of the best connections I've had with people are since I started streaming on Twitch. Like mm-hmm. the like the amount of friends and and like just opportunities that we get through doing this. I I spent yeah. my whole life being ADHD and traumatized and getting into like toxic mm-hmm. friend groups and switching friend groups every two years mm-hmm. because they would become awful bullies. And I got on Twitch and suddenly, oh. 
people are nice when we have similar hobbies and they're also neurodivergent and I can find a community of people like me and have a nice time. Yeah. I think, again, I can't remember if I've said this on the podcast before, but it's nice being in a space where you're not like forced to have friendships by proximity. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. The yes. people online are friends that are you're making for real. Um, yeah. Because like yeah. It's, you're not stuck in a school or job or something. Yeah. where it, I always know, felt you... awful like that because I just like, I'm a very upfront person because I have mm. ADHD and I'm a Quaker and I'm Australian. So it's a huge thing. Um, and I'm just like, I just don't get along with everybody. We don't have like a chemistry. We don't like click, but, and mm -hmm. I, I would get really stressed out being constantly in situations IRL where it's like, you're forced to do team building stuff or yeah. force three friends with someone. And you're like, I don't dislike you. But like we aren't getting along. That's fine. I and mean, like, yeah. yeah, there's like millions of people in the world as well. Like not everyone's going to get on and that's yeah. fine. You just, you just actually yeah, add a list and get past it. Yeah. Luke um, and I have been nemeses for what? Five yeah, years for now. Years now. Yeah. Like, and Luke is professional. <laughs> That that's the thing. I I thought I could repair that. I thought I could build that bridge, repair it, but no. How no, could no. you? We weren't competing for yeah. your love. How could yeah. you? <laughs> for your hand. No. We just want to run off in the platonic sunset with you in a loop. Honestly, if that were actually the case, not to break uh, <laughs> break the skin, but if that were the case, I would not know. I'm I'm so dense when it comes to like relationship stuff. I have no idea. I'd be who like, likes you're so me. pretty, Mia. You're so yeah. pretty. Like you're so pretty. And yeah, you'd be like, oh, and, and instead, <laughs> instead of that, like my my instead of my initial reaction wouldn't be, oh cool, thank you. It would be. What are you doing? What do you want from me? What, what are you like? <laughs> what, you're, what you're, you're, there's an angle here. I know it. Maybe that says something about my like self image, but you know, the, moving on to that, Luke, you have a question. <laughs> yes, I've got a wonderful question we love you, Mia. for our lovely guest. <laughs> we all love Mia here. We absolutely do. Um, <laughs> for our lovely, what do you guest. want from me? What are you trying to do right now? <laughs> The last couple of years have been uh, a bit of a roller coaster for yourself. There's been a lot of travel, work with big brands. Uh, you recently got invited to the Game of BAFTAs, which is huge news. Uh, out of all of the things you've done, whether it's the kinds of content you create or experiences you've had, what has uh, left a positive mark? What has brought you joy out of, out of all of those fun things you've been up to? Yeah. That's Any like key nuggets that you you like? Yeah. You say, okay, this this was really cool to experience. Yeah, or, you know. It's so strange because I think that, um, and I, this might just be me, um, because I've just got funky brain, but it's so strange how, you know, like three or four years ago, I would look at people that were like getting PR packages or getting partnerships and that kind of thing. And I was like, they must be so happy they've made it. And I, you know, like I, if I get PR packages or I do sponsorships, um, I think mainly when I was very burned out it, for some reason, like I knew I was really privileged. I knew I was really lucky but it wouldn't make me happy. And I didn't know why, like it just, mm. it felt like I didn't have any like goals and it was like another thing and it just wouldn't mm. fulfill me. I didn't know why. Um, and I, I think that lately I've been able to get away from that and I am more like present in the moment and like appreciate other things that I have and that kind of thing. Um, so I think for me, I have some sort of like eclectic ones and that like, maybe like I had a big, like if I had like a big front page moment, that wasn't, that doesn't like sound out my brain. It's like my happiest moment, even though it's wonderful. And I was very lucky to have it, you know? Um, so I think for me, um, uh, the main one would be that for some reason, thank you so much. I'm on like five different PR lists for every time Wizards of the Coast sneeze. So I always get like sent everything oh, yeah. from all of their new stuff. And I think like it's a combo of like Hasbro and yours truly. And I'm still on that list somehow. And I'm so grateful. Thank you. I don't know how that happened. Um, but 
that's a really big one for me. I don't know why. I just love D and D, and it seems a lot that like mm-hmm. I just. I mean, I will be so talking good. about that. Okay, shortly. good. Okay. Buckle up. Um, oh boy. Uh, so them, and then also Jane Baptist was a very, very big one. I was mm. so lucky um, to be there, and it was a really wonderful time. And I was just like awestruck the entire time. Um, so. Yeah, thank you so much to Dead Good Media uh, and Jake Kukowski for having me at the BAFTAs because that standout, like, don't know if I'll ever top it. That was incredible. Um, and also, yeah, again, just like um, anytime that I, I don't know, anytime that, like I meet up with somebody on Twitch in real life or get the opportunity to like really like one-on-one mm. with them as a human uh, and like this, you know what I mean? Like actually like talk to real people and like this, but like actually <laughs> meeting up with people and just like, I don't know, getting to know them as a person having them like say things yeah. about me and I know something about them and it's like this really human wonderful connection of appreciating each other as creatives and any moment like that I love and those done that to me as well so those are kind Definitely. of big think, ones but yeah really no no it's absolutely it's absolutely <laughs> fun it's the perfect answer like it's so nice sometimes mm-hmm. just like switch off as well and just exist in a space with another person for a moment just nothing about twitch yeah nothing about like any of that yeah. you know it's something you have in just, common but you have yeah. to get to like talk to somebody yeah i learned that from my partner he went to the uh the twitch partner summit and he basically has this thing where like whenever he meets up with people who are other twitch people like he's very like when i'm talking about twitch what are you really into Mm. right now like he just like doesn't like he talks to them about them and i i hadn't thought of that for some reason because whenever i'm at a place where we're all we all have something in common like for some reason i want to talk about that and i think that's Mm -hmm. really wonderful just like talking to you know i've I've got the same rule I'm, yeah. I'm, to be honest like it's i'm good. like no like we're, we're on twitch all the time i finally get to see you and i talk to like you like it's, yeah. it's a really good role to have it's really lovely yeah. oh my god i need to have a personality i need to talk about other stuff other than twitch oh god okay yeah i know it's really difficult for you because you literally are constantly wonderful and funny and engaging and that must feel like really difficult all to the carry time. on your shoulders but you can do yeah. it and i do believe it stop no i can't <laughs> handle that Listen, listen, you were talking about PR packages earlier. I'm just thinking about it. Like sometimes when I get like a PR package, I'm like, it triggers my imposter syndrome. Oh, like same, it's yeah. like, I'm oh like, my God, why, why are you sending this to me? Do they know? Yeah. I'm going to post a thing about it and it's not going to be good enough. I'm going to take me off the list. Like, I yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I have that anxiety about like any kind of um like activation stuff I do. It's like, yeah. oh God, is this going to be good enough? Like I'm only certain size. I think because uh, everything's on a screen as well, it is quite hard. It isn't like you've been invited onto like a photo shoot and you can speak to the directors and the camera people and they can tell you all this stuff. It's very like, mm-hmm. as wonderful as a lot of influential managers are and they're very reassuring, something about things being on a screen makes it feel less real so it's yeah. like i just get stressed out and also especially if it's like you don't know where it came from like i got a pr package <laughs> that i know luke has um no yeah. idea how they got my information and i was like thanks how yeah. do I, what are we expecting here <laughs> I, I, that is a nice surprise though when things because like a lot of my PR packages sorry not to get too into the nitty gritty of what goes on behind oh, the yeah. scenes of Twitch <laughs> a lot of my yeah, yeah a lot of my stuff is like people contact me beforehand so I have an mm-hmm. expectation that I know something's going to come and then like half of the time uh, nothing ever comes somehow uh, yeah. That's I don't think that's a reflection but it, like some campaigns just never happen for some yeah. reason it's weird um, but like it's really nice when I just randomly get something in the mail I'm like oh this was unexpected that's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of delightful I need to get better at like keeping up with posting about PR packages because behind the scenes curtain pull uh, like y- usually if you get sent a gift package like you aren't obligated to post about it but there is like a mm-hmm. slight like 
it would be really good if you did. There is a poll, yeah. Doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I um, I literally have like three different things that I need to like do a nice shoot for, and it's the stupidest problem to have. Where it's like, oh, I've been gifted so many mm-hmm. things, and I've trying to take photos of them. Oh, but like, I don't even know if we can call that a first world problem. That's like a that's like a, a, a get the guillotine, get it. Like yeah. I, I have yeah. to say thank you for all these nice gifts I got. Uh. <laughs> perfectly so i'll wait three yes. months to do it yeah. like i just oh but there are really? wonderful people like doing this like influence managers who are mm-hmm. the people behind all these things and i want to like make sure they're getting their ROI. Exactly. Knowing that I, I appreciate it <laughs> i can relate i got sent i don't know if you can see it back here i've moved over i got sent like a, a fall guys package or like a statue <gasps> and a plushie i've been stealing that to this whole team covered with kirby's <laughs> and then like there's a big bop Thing too. I sure can't like, wait to play the hit game Fall Guys with my other friends yeah, who are in the 18 to 35 age yeah. demographic. It's Thanks for being on the Epic Store. Not hashtag sponsored, but they did send me yeah. hashtag free product or whatever. But um, I but like uh, fall beans. <laughs> just 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 to go back to that to that like feeling like you have to make content. Content. Um, I I'm I recorded a whole TikTok and then I just posted a picture. Uh, of the whole package i just scrapped it and i was like no it's too much work adhd i just post a picture of the whole package on um on 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 twitter instead but uh I yeah like anyway this. we've gotten really really far off we've all topic. done this <laughs> so relatable <laughs> d and d well technically i think one of the things that brings me joy is uh just hanging out with other people online and, and co-streaming with people and just being in that space with like your friends and stuff um i'm not sure if that works into this uh your love for D&D. You're an avid TTRPG fan. You co-founded and are a recurring guest on Stories Told RPG. Um, you were Doc Campbell in the uh, Witchcraft and Wizardry campaign, which I believe was based on Harry Potter. You were Madeline Valentini in your Monster of the Week campaign. Um, and you also DM'd the Murder Mystery themed one, I think. Yeah, the I Wicked did. Lies and Alibis game. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would love to know more about how you generally got into TPRG, your love for that. And if you have any memorable stories you'd like to share from any of the campaigns you've, you've been yeah. a part of. Um, the main way I got into TTRPGs was I I think it was when, I mean, I've always kind of dabbled in D&D like here and there and I've kind of liked the idea of it, but I always was like trying to play with strangers off of Reddit or whatever, you know, like I never had friends who wanted to do it. Um, and I think Thank I you. saw, <laughs> and I, and I, and I saw uh, some, I'm usually I think on Twitter casting for a teacher producer that they were doing. And that was when I was really like going to like collab with other creators and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I, I offered to do it and then we had like a spare slot and I suggested Hannah for it, who was like a, a friend of mine who I knew had like on her, um on her twitch panel she had like a goals list and i remember seeing beyond teacher rpg in there so i was like oh i know it's lazy hannah person they go yeah we should have them on and i i brought her on for that and um so we were on a on an actual play uh called counter breakers and it was really fun it was a really good time but i think that uh we hannah and i sort of had ideas of teacher rpgs beyond just D that we really want to do so because that we made a, a channel to do actual plays on and basically what we would do is um it was that every month we would have a new system that was played a new cast and everything and we would really loved highlighting uh systems that didn't often get a lot of attention so like indie systems and stuff that isn't dnd or call of the and that kind of thing um and that was really, really fun. Unfortunately, there was only two of us and we uh, both were full-time content creators and I was in the middle of getting treated for ADHD. So sadly, it was a lot of um, learning how to not be a terrible producer, you know, and how to 
collaborate with people and that kind of thing while being burned out. And I think that uh, uh, sort of unfortunately we had to sort of stop doing stories told at the end of last year. We were actually like a year of it, so like that's good. Uh, and we had some really fun times. Um, and I still really do enjoy doing teacher RPGs and I still guest on some actual plays, which is really, really fun. I'm really grateful every time that I'm invited on one. Uh, but Story Soul was really, really great. And uh, I think, I'm trying to think of like fun things. There was so, honestly, there was so many. I think that every time, I think the number one thing for me is always, and if anyone's ever thinking of getting into teacher RPGs, um, this is like such a stellar quality. Um, if I was GMing or if I was producing, or if I was just in a teacher RPG, if one of my fellow players like had a really extensive, like, like me, I like am making a character and I'll make a Pinterest board for them, a Spotify playlist, like this whole thing. Like I'll read all of the supplementary material. If you're one of those players, like your gem will love you. Your fellow players mm. will probably also love you. Like never be afraid to be really into it because that is like a peak moment. I think that, I think my favorite moment would have to be in the very first campaign that we did in Stories Told. Um, we basically played Monster Hearts, which is basically a system where it's very like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's got, it has like a stat for like being hot. So there's lots of like making out in courage, like all that jazz, like woo. Um, and it was called Our Teen Monsters. It's on Blue Jay's YouTube if you want to look it up and give her some views because she was a GM and she's wonderful. Um, and we basically played, it was myself, Louise Hanna, Yellow Spoon Girl, Blue Jay, and on Sanity Live. And we played ourselves but as like 1990s teenagers that were monsters so like i was a character who like ran like a murder cult and i was still kind of playing myself but like a caricature of myself because i don't murder people if you're wondering and checking anymore or anything anymore like yeah need to look at you know um and there was a scene where we went into a store and i forget why but i think we decided to shoplift to just be naughty teenagers and Tom's character, Unsigned Left's character, was like a farm boy who had like never been inside like a Walmart before. So my character stole like a Diet Coke. Bella's character stole like a little like chicken statue or whatever. And Tom's character like waddles up and he's holding like a giant CRT TV. And he's like, let's go. And they were like, you're going to steal the, CR the TV? And he was like, <laughs> yeah, can I roll for it? And Blue Jay was like, yeah, roll for it. Go try walk out of this store with a CRT TV in front of the cashier. And he rolled like a nat success, like the highest you can roll. And she Incredible. was like, yeah, you just walk out yep. with it and it's fine. And it was just, it was very fun. It was, I loved That's it. Amazing. It was really good. That's awesome. I love the that. Like the, the kind of like Hail Mary type moments where let's just try it and see what happens. Yeah. And you get exactly what you want. Like, <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. It's so good. And then having to adapt when that doesn't go your way is also mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Teaching for Jesus God. Yes. That's the uh, of it. I, like, I'm, I'm, I haven't done that many, unfortunately, just because uh, I, I never see them when they pop up and I don't get invited to many, but I'd love to do to do more. Uh, is there any like systems that there are out there that you still want to play? That you that you're interested um, in. I really want to. I really want to play D and D again, just because I feel like every time that I play Dungeons and Dragons, it's for like a short amount of time. Uh, mm. So I I do love doing like one shots and stuff. And my friend Ed Spence often like GMs a little one shot for us sometimes, which is really fun. Um, and I. I would really love to play Kids on Bikes, which is a really simple system, basically, where it's, I think it's very, it's like very like 1980s, like horror goosebumpsy kind of vibes. And you play as a kid, you have like basic stats, and you're just a kid, I think. And uh, I really want to play very that. Very Stranger Things. Yeah, I it's guess. very Stranger yeah. Things. Yeah. And I, I really want to play that system, I think. I am currently 
don't hold me to it because you know, I don't know if you know this, it's kind of on the download, but I have ADHD. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that to anybody ever, but you know, uh, I'm trying to GM a TTRPG set in Stranger Things, but like, it's not inspired. Like it is like, I want it to be like between season two and three. And I'm trying to like, uh, mash together two like existing systems and like put them inside Stranger Things. (laughs) So. Oh, that's gotta be, that's gonna be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've uh, I've been trying to find a uh, figure out a system for doing some kind of Pokemon TTRPG, yeah. and like because of my lack of experience just in general, like I'm so it'd be the first time I'm DMing anything. Yeah. And just figuring it all out is just like, I, it's too much. It's too much. To <laughs> DMing's handle. Like, hard. DMing's mm. hard. I think you'd need to find a system yeah. that's like pretty basic, like kids on bikes mm. or trainers. And then I think you would need that. to find like a separate system for the animals. For like battling. Yeah, yeah. for like battling. I think I'd, that would be probably the best I'd be surprised if there wasn't the foundations or the framework of something like that already. Yeah. Like I've seen stuff, but it tends to get very complicated and like a lot of roles. And I'm like, I just want to, I just, like, I don't want to do like a role for every single Yeah, action, you, you could know, strip just it just down to basics. Like I like having like a mm. one system PDF like up on my monitor and like my own Google mm. Doc like here and just like pull what you mm. like and then like cobble it together as you go. Just kit bash really some fun. stuff together. Every DM just generally doesn't know what they're doing. They're just like throwing things in a pot and seeing what happens. Yeah. yeah. That's heartening awesome. to hear. I love that though. That sounds really cool. Um, uh, Holly, I have uh, another question here. Uh, I know you're incredibly passionate about social justice, especially issues affecting marginalized communities and mental health. Being a queer creator within the gaming community, do you, uh, sorry, do you think it's important that creators are outspoken about these issues? Um, I think that Jeff Brutlag had a really wonderful thread about this recently, which was like, I think primarily in regards to the Roe v. Wade thing, but it was mm. pretty reflective of, you know, speaking about this kind of thing in general. Um, I think that it's interesting. I think where I land on it in the most general way of saying it is I think that it's important, obviously, to be cultivating a community that you you know, stand behind and you support. So like, I, mm-hmm. I don't think it's okay if you are somebody who is very, very like left wing and there's a bunch of like bigots in your community and you don't like moderate that um, when you yourself would prefer like to have fellow left wing people in a community. I'm like, there's mm-hmm. a mismatch here. This isn't going to work out. Um, so I think the moderation is really important. I think that's just, that is a general like community building skill, yeah, even just separate from advocacy, yeah. you know? Um, when it comes to being outspoken about those kind of things, I think that... Uh, if you are of the identity, uh, then like, it's up to you, you know, for example, for me, like, I don't really speak about like my, um, I'm very like, I like talking about being aromantic, but I'm not very specific about like my sexuality or anything like that, Mm. or like certain like mental health issues that I've had or like experiences I've had. Um, I don't really speak on those from a telling, talking about myself place. Um, when the, there's a big me too movement on Twitch, um, two years ago, I think it was. And I didn't really speak about myself. I just spoke outwards to people um, because I wasn't Mm. comfortable, you know, putting myself out like that. I think that's fine. And I think if, um, if you're not of uh, of an affected group and something big's going on, for example, the Roe v. Wade stuff, um, I, I think it's one of those things where if you're not using your platform to speak on it, you're not doing the most good that you can. I don't mm. think that you're doing harm immediately. Like as long as like, you know, your community, like I said, is like moderated uh, 
in a in a healthy way and it's great if you know if you're and if you know what's going on like you're supporting behind the scenes like you're donating or whatever but i i think that as lots of our social lives have moved almost entirely to online especially with the pandemic and everything happening online had a lot of weight um or things were happening in real life but we can only see it online um because of pandemic again um i think there's a lot of danger in thinking that if somebody who never tweets doesn't tweet about something, it means that they should be like canceled and they suck. You know what mm. I mean? Uh, yeah, if they're like genuinely like donating and they're doing everything they can, like they're, sure. you know, so. Well, I think I there's know. definitely something to be said there about like uh, looking at it from like the individual's point of view, you don't necessarily know that person's life and what they can handle from a, like a mental health standpoint as well. Mm-hmm. For, sure. uh, for, you know, I, again, I don't want to particularly like um, take over the conversation, but as a trans person, like some weeks, I like I'm very passionate. I'll I'll share stuff about LGBTQIA issues and and trans mm. issues. But some weeks I just can't. Yeah, you know? no. it's just like I just need to 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 switch off and and you know I'll do it some other time. But right now, like this is not good for me. So yeah, I can understand that too. Oh God, that's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think that like someone you know coming down on you for that in any way would be entirely out of line. And it's another thing as well where I think that there's this perception, especially within like queer communities. Um, I think that we kind of have a flaw where we assume that everyone puts everything about themselves online. That like, if I don't yeah. have somewhere stated explicitly what my sexuality is, that just means that I'm straight or if someone, mm. you know what I mean? So I think that that's kind of dangerous where it's like someone won't necessarily speak on something. Um, and maybe it's like, but you don't know, like they literally could, that could be like incredibly triggering for them. Cause like you don't know them, you know? Mm. So, um, sure. Yeah. I've, I've found you don't necessarily know what's in people's heart. That's it. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I found it's someone that's helped me. Like I, um, I struggle to get my words out quite a lot. <laughs> uh, again, ADHD things, wait, whatever. Like if I have these kind of thought processes, I tend to go over them with my partner Jack. But also at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, my tweet is kind of useless. Mm-hmm. I think it's, in my opinion, it's better to uh, retweet and like and yeah, signal base. Yeah. who do know what they're talking about rather because yeah. if you know me if you look at my content whatever you know the type of person that i am yeah so i feel like me just tweeting out what everyone else is is kind of pointless yeah. i would rather take someone who is more articulate who does know these points much better than me mm-hmm. and use the mm-hmm. platform that i have to reinforce that message yeah, and we... i feel like a lot of people could learn from that yeah. idea you don't need to like just like punch card in and be like, oh, social just happened. Yeah. Come and tweak, do a tweet about yeah, exactly, it and like punch it. Yeah, like, no, you can just like, yeah, if you want to like show up for it, uplift mm-hmm. and like boost other things instead, it's fine because I think that it's, yeah, it's the definition of performative. It's just like it could yeah. be good and genuine sometimes, like punch in and be like, oh, issue, time to do a tweet about it on my yeah. take. Mm-hmm. But like, a lot of it is just yeah. like, yeah, uplifting other people is the best thing like, to do in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, are you doing it because you want to do it? Are you doing it because you feel you need to do it? And yeah. I feel it's a very distinct well, difference between the two of those. Yeah, and sometimes are you doing it because you just want to be the first one to have an opinion? Uh, you want to be the <laughs> yeah. first one to get that social clout from, yeah. like, I'm involved in the conversation. Yeah, which I, I, uh, like, yeah. I, I see some... that a lot. On and... you. Sorry, I see that a lot with, like, different issues. Sorry, yeah. and, like, it's just people, like... Um, one of the things that annoys me the most, um, I'm going to go to stream as an aside, streamer Twitter. I hate it. 
just because Jail. like someone <laughs> will deal. do something specifically to to inflame like a, a conversation right to get people angry and mad and then streamer twiddle will latch on and be like i've got to be part of the conversation i've got to be involved we got to dunk it's on like this one person. tiny thing that isn't reflective of yeah. any mass thing and then streamer twitter mm-hmm. is like if you're somebody no one is that one person is yeah. and mm-hmm. that's it yeah but yeah and sometimes yeah like like it's, it'll be an intentional thing too in order to to trick twitter mm-hmm. into blowing them up and then that will lead yeah. to them getting like followers and yeah stuff. And so yeah pretty frustrating and i sorry like I, a, oh sorry uh i was just gonna say like i feel as a content creator you are kind of um put in the spot a wee bit to have an opinion on everything mm-hmm. and you don't need to have an opinion on everything sometimes you can just say here i actually don't know enough about this topic of conversation to have an informed opinion so at yeah. the moment i don't have one I and feel like a lot of people are like oh maybe i should see something yeah and also like i um it's like i don't think that i'm the person you should be going to for information about like blm like i'll retweet it go look at them yeah. don't yeah like i'm not the person you should be looking to i feel like it's like it's like when it's like yeah here's how rice krispies feels about trans rights i'm like i don't i feel like i'm rice krispies and i'm like just i'll show you go Look at their stuff. They know so much more than mm-hmm. me. I like them. I boosted their stuff. Like, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, I know someone who who says um, when it comes to like tweets about like really heavy things and people who like you know constantly tweet about very heavy things, even like they don't really know what they're talking about, and they're sort of doing that showing up thing. Like when, and I'm sure Mia gets this um, when jkr breathes and every cis person is like time to talk about jkr and every trans person is like please no. just shut up yeah it's, it's like it's literally it's like, every single yeah. week and it's, it's very yeah. like the medium is the message where it's like putting something on twitter um i've learned i feel like it almost like immediately devalues it and it's mm-hmm. so stressful to me seeing people like think that's the number one place to go to to like show up for activism when i'm like i don't see you showing up in like meaningful ways you're just showing up yeah. in this mm-hmm. one performative way you're doing it wrong sometimes so yeah i am like this is a really interesting conversation actually and it kind of like goes splits off differently from the actual like interview that we're doing but um (laughs) do do you question that comes to me do you see any like dangers in content creation that you you've had to deal with yourself um in terms of like like struggles that you've had i know you said you were like dealing with burnout i'd love to know if you can if that's something that you're comfortable talking about like how Um, like how has that affected you I think it's one of those things, it, it sort of ties into what I said about the thing of like, I feel like there's a slight obligation or an expectation that we've put everything about ourselves on the internet. Um, and I know mm-hmm. we talk a lot about, you know, parasocial boundaries and that sort of thing. Um, and just the very blank thing of like, you don't know the streamer, like don't talk to them like you're their friend. Um, but I think I got a lot of um, unease with, um, I don't know how to explain it properly, like sort of, the feeling of like, I don't mind being perceived and known, like that's fine. It's totally okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that I started to do this thing where I couldn't really separate breadwitchery, the brand and like me, Harley. And I didn't want to do that. I don't think, I still don't think that I really want to do that that much. Um, I still want to be like as genuine as I possibly can. Um, And if I'm ever not being genuine, it's because I'm omitting things in a way, if that makes sense, not like putting on a, facade in any way i was like mm-hmm. holding things back and keeping those like intimate yeah. to myself and that was something that i had to learn i think um because i thought that being able to keep it separate in a healthy way meant like faking things or that sort of thing and i've learned like no omission is probably the move but when it yeah. came to 
dangers and burnout. Um, I think that the main one was the the twenty four seven of it. I think I think that's mm. one of the most dangerous things. And I think that we, I think a very dangerous thing is like the jokes that we make about it as well, where it's very like we're doing it. Like I'll still do it, where it's very like yeah. oh, I've got five. It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, like. I've got five things. Do <laughs> time to do another one, and like oh yeah, it's like and the idea of like if you're like an insurance agent when you go on Twitter, you're just on Twitter. If you're a content creator. When you're on Twitter, you're on content creator, work brain Twitter, like most recreational sites for you now are suddenly work, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever, you're going to come into it with that mindset. And I think that is so, it's this weird spindly tentacle of like the content creation worky mindset. And I think it sort of uh, just encompassed everything for me where everything became content, everything became, Mm. I couldn't get myself out of the mindset and, um, it was just very damaging for me and I couldn't do it. And I just needed something where I could just like clock out and stop thinking about it because yeah. I just, yeah, it was just a 24 seven of it. You, I think that you could be doing something that you adore 24 seven, but if you're just doing that, like you lose like yourself, you know? And that was really mm-hmm. hard for me. Um, you, you'll eventually get sick of it. As yeah. well. Like I can totally like reiterate that point. I was listening to a um, um, uh, friend of the show, uh, boss level podcast with a uh, um hey lady recently and she love was like Ty, love Ty. yeah Ty's Ty's one of the first videos that i watched like how to stream like her video was like the one that i watched it's uh fabulous um she's a great content creator but she was she was like talking about this too how like her whole like life has become and has become like about content creation like everything that she's doing and i can reiterate that myself like there has to be a point where you step away and say, okay, some things you just have to keep for yourself. You have to have like this, I guess it's just work-life balance at Mm -hmm. this point, whether you have to give yourself a life, not put everything online, go outside, take a walk. Like I've... Touch grass. (laughs) Touch grass. Yeah, Yeah. I know it's it's a meme, but people should be touching grass. Yeah, yeah I, I do the same thing. I'm, that's definitely like attributed to my burnout being like just stuck indoors just working on projects 24 7 not making time for myself and just like enjoying things I'm, yeah i'm trying to do that recently and i think it's outside content creation like i've yeah. I don't know if you heard that i go to the gym every now and again uh and see when i go to the gym that's like I've, i don't look at my like anyone's social media like i'm at the gym for like an hour or and a half and i just get to switch off i don't get mm. to do anything and it's about the gym and the back home show i'd like back on like usual but you do need that time to just get away from it yeah. So I think going for like a wee walk in the day, like going to sun, like whatever, like you kind of need that as a creator. Yeah, no, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And I think that we, we joke about it a lot and we make it out like it's this inevitability. And I don't think that it needs to be. But uh, I think that that was the main danger for me. That and the, this is a niche one, but sort of um, uh, when, you know, that whole thing of like, oh, people only post their highlights on social media, you know, that like mm-hmm. idea. I think I would fall for that a lot. Like if people were like, I'm playing a lobby with all my friends or like, oh, this thing is like super great. Like I would fall for it. And I'd be like, but I'm friends with them. We're really good friends. Yeah, no, I didn't no, get in the lobby. Why not? And my and so I know I'd be like, that. hey, it's just, it's a work thing. Like they're streaming. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a work thing for work friends. And I was like, but they said friends. I'm their friend. And like, I would just like, it was, it was so stressful for me. And I really had to like learn how to, separate that it can be it can be super easy to like beat yourself up and Mm -hmm. being like am i not good enough in these situations why didn't they reach out to me why why does nobody reach out to me about like doing like these these like fun hangout streams yeah it must be me inherently and it's like no actually it's probably like a numbies thing Mm. it's probably a criteria thing like Mm -hmm. it could be a time zone thing yeah yeah it could be anything yeah totally 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, really, really good conversation. But let's uh, let's yeah. switch focus a little bit. Enough sub stories from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I just want to say as well, this has been amazing to see several people with mental health issues try and talk and actually have a conversation at least <laughs> and at least, yeah, at least <laughs> on board without interrupting each other and going over the which we have done, which has been fantastic. I've, I'm I so that. excited for um, the DM afterwards of us being like, hey, just heads up, if I spoke over you at any point, I'm really sorry. I'm yes. really enjoying No, we can do that now. <laughs> Listen, I am sorry for speaking. I'll do that a lot. I've learned that, um, well, the ADHD thing for starters, but I've learned that uh, when I started transitioning, um, I would minimalize myself in spaces mm -hmm. in terms of conversations. And I got one piece of advice was literally just don't stop talking. <laughs> and then people will have to stop and let you talk. And that's yeah. that's mostly what I do now, which is kind of like become this big burden. So, I love uh, it. But I love it. It's chemistry to mm -hmm. me. Like people like back and forth thing and like interrupting me at the very end of my sentence. I'm like, it's just chemistry. We're yeah very adhd too so <laughs> makes sense uh right so let's talk about the future um is there anything that you're still working towards anything that you're you're looking to uh achieve uh, i know that obviously now that the pandemic is pseudo it's not over oh, well, people are the like world is <laughs> treating it like it's over yeah. is there anything now that you can be out and about that you s still want to do um, or that you're going to do. I know, are, are you in Canada currently or are you? No, I'm in or, London. You're moving there soon, right? Yes, yeah. September. You're, yeah. you're moving there. I saw that and I was like, I didn't know when the timeline was, <laughs> so I wasn't quite sure about that. Yeah. But yeah, you're uh, you're moving to Canada soon, which is really, really cool. Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Is there um, anything else that you're excited for? Um, I mean, for the future, I think my, the number one thing is that I just really want uh, Joe Keery, the guy who plays Steve Harrington, to admit to me personally that he definitely has a Twitch account because he's been in two movies now that like explicitly reference streaming and he seemed to know his stuff. Um, so mm -hmm. I see you, Joe, um, call me platonically. I just want the admission here, buddy. Uh, other than that, um, I really would love to just keep working with D&D uh, &D in any capacity that they'll have me. I love that I love um, nurturing the teacher RPG like side of my interests because it's sort of like bringing out my creative writing background in like a fun way that it involves like playing with friends. And so I just want to keep doing that. And sometimes that like blurs into professional life. So I just want to keep guessing on teacher RPGs, working on teacher RPGs, all of that. Um, I would love to get into doing YouTube stuff. Um, I think what I really want to be able to do is I, I, I'm meeting with a friend soon who uh, runs like a management company um, and we're going to talk about it where I'm trying to figure out, like, it's really hard to know what you want to create, who you want to have see it and like who you want to be and like meshing those all together because sometimes it doesn't quite work. Um, and I'm trying to figure out that right now where it's like, I want to make YouTube videos about like this kind of thing. And I'll make sure that this demographic sees it because I know that they're there. How do I do that? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, YouTube stuff. And I really want, and I, yeah, and moving to Canada. And I just am trying really hard to make this year the year where I just like go for things because obviously over the pandemic, I know lots of people say this, but I was very this where it was like, I did not leave the house. Like 2020, mm. I did not leave the house. I went out for groceries. I saw one other person in like eight months and it was my boyfriend visiting me for the first time ever. Like I did not go out. So this is the year where I'm trying to as safely as I can go for things, do things. I'm like, I have the financial freedom to do things now. I have like the confidence. I have a support system. I'm just going to go for a thing if I want it. Um, Mm -hmm. And just doing that and seeing where that takes me um, and trying not to be too critical about myself of things that I 
miss out on or I tell myself I'm not suitable for or whatever, you know, so mm-hmm. kind of vague, but I'm trying to leave it open-ended so that I don't. Yeah, I know. Honestly, yeah. like, I feel like that's like, the best idea is like, uh, honestly, it's like, I just, I think for me as well, it's just like saying yes to things and giving yourself yeah. that, that oppor- those opportunities that yeah. maybe in the past that I would have shut down. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's the same for you. Um, yeah. Or like going yeah. through, like, seeing a thing and just like being like, I want that. You, I'll just yeah. out. Why don't we reach out? You know, just like, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah uh, yeah and uh of course there's always cons and stuff like uh hopefully uh, i know you're going to to, to twitchcon amsterdam and and we can sit down and have a drink and it'll be an amazing i am excited time, though because so. i was nervous because there's no vaccine requirement for the con and there's no masking requirement for the con but apparently the netherlands require you to be vaccinated to get in so yes. technically the con has that requirement so i feel a bit yes. better about that now <laughs> Yeah, I feel a bit bitter about that. Knowing I still need to sort that out. Wow. Okay, I'm going to mental note, put that aside for later and hopefully not forget about that. Mm. Um, yeah, because there's like a lot of pre-flight stuff, isn't there? Uh, yeah, on the country. Flights. I've not left the country, sorry, um, since uh, before the pandemic. So I have no idea what the system is like now. So. Uh, yeah, there's like a whole, I can tell you, it's like an NHS thing. It's pretty easy. You should be okay. Yeah, as long as you've got proof oh, of vaccination, cool. I think you're grand. Yeah, you can get on like a little app. It's pretty cool. Mm. Okay, mm. great. Well... Um, we, we were not quite finished because we always finish with something that we like to call quick fire questions. Um, yeah, we don't necessarily prepare our guests for this, but this is literally just going to be like stream of consciousness, (laughs) top of your head. Whatever this you come up with. This whole thing is stream of consciousness, Mia. This I is don't think this is to top off. This is going to be perfect for you then. You've been doing it this entire time. Yeah, this okay. is a warm-up. Like. Okay. Luke has your first question, but you don't have to spend too long on these thinking about it. Okay. Uh, what's been your favorite game this year? Have I played games this year? <laughs> what's happening? When did I play Disco Elysium? I've been thinking about that game a lot. I'm going to say Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium, that works. Yeah, yeah. it's an incredible game. I've not played it yet, but I, everybody raves about also, it. Also, Stardew Valley, modded to hell playing Stardew Valley. There we go. Yeah. What was the one game that defined your childhood? Oh, uh, Monkey Island, the Monkey Island series in Grim Fandango. Um, and I got to meet the creator of them at the BAFTAs and I definitely fumbled it and I was an idiot. But I was like, yeah, I love your stuff so much. And I should be like, okay, goodbye now. And he was very like, no, like, it's like, what's your name? And I was like, oh, he's talking to me. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> but definitely. That was, um, uh, is it Tim Schaefer? Tim Schaefer, yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> who's your favorite video game character? Ooh, um, ooh, oh my god, oh, can we niche it down a tiny bit, like a tiny bit, just like by gender okay. or something? A female. Elaine Marley from Monkey Island. She's a big, she's a bossy pirate governor wife with big hair and a bandana, and she yells at me, and I just want to be good for okay. her. <laughs> now, who's your favorite male video game character? Uh, my brain just on Monkey Island. I need help. <laughs> it's just guy resting. You got the hard reset. <laughs> I'm gonna we'll, we'll circle back. Yeah, I I do like Guy Rasper though. He's very funny. He is like one of the originators of the very like shamelessly effeminate like little subby guy who's just like I really hello. Like he's just great. Anyway, oh, trying yeah. to reset the brain. No more. <laughs> Okay, which game do you most want a sequel to? Do not say Monkey Island. <laughs> okay, there's been like five. I think they're done. Um, woo. It would be really great if Dragon Age would release a sequel for their game that came out like seven years ago. I'd really love that very much. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So probably that one. And I usually would probably actually say Hellblade, but they're making a sequel for that now. Yeah. So I'm very happy. Oh. And yeah. Well, they're doing the Dragon Age sequel as well, aren't they? Are they? Bioware isn't necessarily the same Bioware that it was anymore, so I, we don't even know if it's going to be any good. I wanted so, Beyond yeah. Good and Evil too, and that burned me. That's an old childhood yeah. game that burned no. me. I can't trust I understand anymore. that. No. Mm-hmm. Who would be your dream stream guest? Live Joe or Keary, dead? Joe Keery. <laughs> Joe Keery. <laughs> Joe Keery. Okay. That was, that was quick. <laughs> Uh, what game are you most looking forward to coming out? Fable, Fable reboot, Fable reboot. Can't that, I feel like that's yeah, another that's vaporware cool, game that might never come because I've not seen anything about that since it was announced. <laughs> They've got like a Twitter and it's got like a very short bio and like one trailer and that's been it. That's been it for like three years oh and I'm like, God, please, please, <laughs> please give us Fable. <laughs> so yeah, Fable. Uh, if you're marooned on an island, what three games would you want to have with you? Ooh. So this can be any three games you apparently yeah. can connect to the internet here. Or yeah, it's magic. Okay. Stardew Valley modded to hell, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, Elden Ring. Um, mm-hmm. And okay. then um, ooh, something that like flexes my brain, but I don't really play those these days, honestly. So I would try. I, I feel like I need to play something that's... Ooh, actually, I know. Um, this is so niche. There is a text-based adventure called Choice of Games Guinevere, and it's you're playing as Guinevere Ooh. from King Arthur Legend, and it's like a written story, and you pick different little dialogue options and stuff, and it is so expansive. Um, that. <laughs> that's awesome. It's it's interesting yeah. to me, because I think you're the first person that's chosen only single-player games. Well, I'm marooned on an island. Oh, I can catch the Again, internet. Yeah. Don't remind internet. me that people are out there living their lives <laughs> okay. not having true, sand. True, true, true. If you can't escape, yeah. Yeah, I just want to, yeah. Okay, so which game has the best soundtrack slash music? Oh, gosh. I'm really not great with this because I feel like I need to pay so much more attention when I'm playing a video game than what I actually mm-hmm. do because I totally like just zone out the background stuff sometimes. Um, I... I do think that Elden Ring and all of the Dark Souls games have just like just all of Soulsborne has yeah. just like incredible music. Ones. So mm-hmm. I would probably go with that, honestly. Oh yeah. This last um, question that Luke has for you, by the way, you can you feel free to take your time on this yeah. one. This is my favorite one. Where can people find your content, and what have you got coming up on your channel? You take your time, um, or just in general. Um, because mm. I know you're taking a pseudo break at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm bread witchery on everything ever, except Tumblr. Someone's got it on Tumblr and they got it recently. And I know they've seen my name somewhere and taken it. Please give it back. Um, <laughs> so uh, virtually everywhere. Uh, I am mainly making content on um, Twitter at the moment. And I also uh, create content on FanHouse. And I also have like, a link to like everything on there where I do like my photo shoots and stuff. But Twitter and Instagram, uh, mainly Twitter is where I'm the biggest nuisance ATM. I also have a YouTube channel, which is for witchery. And I have some gameplays uploaded there. And I intend to put some other uh like my life is strange true colors playthrough up there because i accidentally predicted like all of that game while playing it so i need to have that immortalized so that i'm not just like making it sound like i predicted everything i predicted everything the most niche little thing in the world i called and i don't know how i did it um so yeah um and i'm also gonna be making some video essays soon hopefully fingers crossed of just me 
sitting and talking to the camera. I love like what Jane Nicholson does where she just like sits and talks for ages about things. So mm. Oh, she's and, great. She's so great. And I want to try and do that. Um, so that's the main stuff. And then I am going to TwitchCon Amsterdam. I'm going to be there all of the time. I am doing a cosplay for one of the days. So if you see me, tell me how good it is. I worked really hard on it. Um, and yeah, that's the main stuff. And I'm really excited to get back into streaming, hopefully in July. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, I will just say, I just came to the shocking realization that we skipped two questions during the interview. And um, I did did you, do lot. you have time? I've got time. If you've got time, I've got, got time. time? I, yeah, All right, got we'll time. go back. Because as soon as you started talking about cosplay, I was like, wait, there was a question about cosplay. And <laughs> I thought you cut it time. And I was like, that's fair. <laughs> I thought the same. I was like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to mention yeah, that. Yeah, we went on for a while about like all the things that make Holly sad about being a privileged creator. <laughs> so okay, well, you know what? Rewind. Uh, we'll just shove this in earlier in the audio version, but for the live uh, watchers, you get to have this extra special bit now. Um, right, so I absolutely adore your cosplay and makeup looks, uh, whether it's Lola Rabbit, uh, humanized Lola Rabbit, uh, Poison Ivy, uh, Wanda Maximoff. Uh, every time one pops up on my Twitter feed and it makes me smile a little bit more, <laughs> brightens my day. Um, so how do you go about putting together your your cosplays? And is is there a lot of planning to it or is it more spur of the moment, the idea is what, how, how, what, what, how, how, did, how did you go about that? And, um, um, yeah. So, yeah, the, yeah. No, 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 go ahead. I was just also going to ask you got anything cool coming up with you. Oh, um, yeah. So I think when I first started doing it, it was mainly just like a, it was like just buy stuff. And if it's not perfect, Photoshop it to be the right shade or that kind of thing. Like I don't like entirely change colors of things, but I will like if the red's like not entirely right, I'll like mm. tweak it. Um, and it wasn't very like creative. It was very just like try and replicate an exact look as best as you can with as little money as possible. Um, and I was very lucky that I had a really supportive fan house community um, who sort of helped me uh, be able to afford continuing to do that with like nicer uh, outfits and stuff. And um, then what I started to branch into was more of like trying to creatively like capture the essence of a character. So like for Poison Ivy, for example, I didn't copy an exact like Poison Ivy outfit. I just thought to myself, like if I was like making like, I was doing a character design of Poison Ivy like what would I do and like trying to do that mm -hmm. in like a fun creative way which is a really fun way of like flexing my creative muscles while still not like handcrafting things you know um and most recently what I have been doing is uh and so I'm doing for TwitchCon Amsterdam one because most of my cosplays have always been digital and like photo shoots and stuff so if a wig doesn't mm -hmm. fit me it's fine you can't see the back it's fine. Uh, but for this one, I'm trying to make it look like really good in person as well. So I am, uh, you know, I've got a wig and I'm going to like fix it up. Like oh, you can just tell going to tell me I, I spent like ages looking for a good jacket and I took it to a tailor. So it would fit me. Um, and I, I'm like dyeing stuff as well to get to be the right color. So I am very excited to be getting into that. Um, and it's fun. It's fun so far. I don't think I'll ever be one of those cosplayers who like hand crafts things. Um, but I do enjoy like making stuff work or researching things and finding things and that sort of thing. And I think mm. that when I was younger, cosplay felt very, um, not gatekept, but like over out of reach because I thought that you had to either be rich and be able to buy the whole thing, or you had to be able to make it. And I couldn't do either. Um, and it's been really fun sort of doing mm. the aesthetic reimaginings or buying some things, but also tweaking them here and there in ways that I can. So yeah 
Mm. That's very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing your uh, your, your cosplay at, Thank at you. TwitchCon. Thank you. An upcoming yeah. one that I have is being Bella Dimitrescu from Resident Evil <gasps> Village. So that's one. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Classic. Everyone loves her so much. Um, <laughs> I know diversifying your income is something that you've spoken about, uh, which ties in nicely with the current role as community director at Fanhouse. Uh, I'd love to know more about that and why diversifying your income is really a good idea considering the current online content creation landscape. Yeah. Um, so I've actually been uh, promoted ish. It's more like a lateral move, but I do create a product marketing now at Fanhouse. So I don't do community Apologies. stuff like socials anymore. It's very recent. So don't worry. But I, uh, I, I do more like educational resources and stuff like that um, for Fan House. And I think that it's interesting. I think diversifying income is one of those things that can lead to create a burnout really easily where it's like you feel like you need to make everything for a million platforms, but you can't, maybe you can't afford to like hire an editor, but also you don't have the time to edit something for every single platform. And it's just like a vicious cycle. Um, but I, I do think it's really important, especially considering like we're either in one or it's coming, uh, recession vibes. Um, I do think that it is really important to have some kind of guaranteed supplementary income when you are a creator. So I think it's really important to not just, just be on Twitch for monetization. Like I think you should have mm. an alternative platform, like a Patreon, a Kofi, a fan house, whatever, um, or be doing freelance social media work on the side, which isn't like that guaranteed because it's freelance, but it is something that like you have a very low like difficulty point of entry to if you are a content creator already, like getting freelance social media jobs, you have like a better shot than someone who isn't doing social media as a job already basically for themselves as a brand, you know? Um, mm. And I think that it is also right now, I think that it's really important that if you do have like a full-time income or a part-time income um, to this is totally me, but I'm personally um, prioritizing that over my content creation right now in terms of like where my energy is going. I'm not trying mm. to mm-hmm. re-get back into doing full-time content creation because I don't think it's a very, just the timing is like not there. And I'm in a position mm. where I can stay in my full-time role. So I'm going, I'm, I'm doing that at the moment. Um, and and yeah, it's been, it's been difficult because, you know, there's only so many hours in a day and it is hard to not be able to spend time doing like fun creative stuff and that kind of thing. But I'm very lucky in that my job kind of intersects into the creator sphere. So I get to Mm -hmm. still, still, you know, not entirely have like cut myself off from the content creation environment, which I didn't really want to do, but yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Okay. Harley, just uh, as a quick reminder, since we like, (laughs) <laughs> rewound and and did all this 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 oh, the and stuff the and, income question yeah, that you just... asked me like half an hour ago back then. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. where can people find your content <laughs> right okay so it was uh it's twitter and instagram um and i also have a bunch of my sites on my link tree where i post my photo shoots and that kind of thing my link tree is also Burwitchery. um and i yeah mainly on twitter right now and also on youtube under Burwitchery, and i'm looking to upload fun little youtube videos on youtube soon so i really appreciate any mm. subs because they're a little reminder of my little brain of a little dopamine hit and like you should do hey as the carrot donkey let's get going so <laughs> yeah oh yeah and um my wonderful wonderful co-host uh where can people find your content and what have you got coming up uh my you can find me at look boogie games on twitter everyone else is look boogie uh i stream monday through thursday half on uk time onwards and we are currently going through like a stardew valley phase but it's it's modded and everything's furry related and i'm terrified it's awoken something in me but let's gloss over that <laughs> um 
and that's that's kind of I've got like a I've got a couple of these secret projects that are not quite not quite finished up, but I'm very very excited and them in the near future. Wonderful, and uh, of course you can always find me at twitch.tv forward slash meabyte, where I'm just going to be doing whatever I whatever comes to mind. Power Simulator, more stuff with other VTubers like. My I my fuse is very short. Allowed to do whatever she wants. I just simply honestly, think- <laughs> yeah. Every day on the front page of Twitch, please Twitch, mm-hmm. put me there and just let me bore yeah. people to tears. It's gonna be great. Sorry, no, but um, yeah, I'm, we're gonna be doing some cool games. Um, I have Final Fantasy VII Integrate a playthrough of that currently going on. Um, the bonus content on there uh, with with Yuffie. That's gonna be a lot of fun. But yeah, that's that's me. Uh, so. Luke and Harley, thank you so much for joining me today. And of course, a shout out to Jen from Xbox who joined us yeah. earlier too. But I uh, I hope you all had, had fun today. Yeah, I did. Thank you so, so much for having me. It was really, really fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, we will be back in two weeks time with the next episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. It's going to be a much, much fun time. I don't know who's going to be on it yet, but, but probably somebody cool. Oh, oh grand. Uh, however, Mia... That's not all. What's coming up this week on Let's Go Gaming? Um, We don't have a confirmed guest for Let's Go Gaming yet, but that's going to be potentially this Wednesday at 8pm UK time. It's our show, Let's Go Gaming. We hang out with queer content creators and we just exist. We just play video games and we raise money for charity at the same time. You'll be there, so I'm already on board. (laughs) <laughs> heck yeah we're gonna be doing sea of thieves um i don't know who yet but we'll we'll figure that out when we get there we were supposed to do it last week but again servers were down so that's what we're going to be doing so make sure you tune into that at twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag uh, which is g-a-y-m-i-n-g-m-a-g and uh don't miss out uh, you can also follow the Game Mag channel here on Twitch or subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of these amazing shows. And of course, uh, sorry, apologies. And of course, the podcast can be listened back at any time on all major podcast platforms. If you're listening here now, come on over to Twitch to watch us live. Just head to twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. G-A-Y. Oh, yes. G-A-Y. It's important. It's important. It's very, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. like gaming it's like gay oh, yeah like we're, we're gay that is just <laughs> hitting me now this is the first i'm hearing of this <laughs> crazy i know a lot of people don't get it it's, 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 it's very subtle it's <laughs> <laughs> yes everything gaming mag does is very subtle it's very i think subtle. that's because that's quite on brand uh right this has been fantastic but uh we do have to go in the meantime everybody don't forget to keep raid reading reading gaming magazine watching all the shows doing all the things there's a whole thing now there's twitch ambassadors sorry gaming ambassadors now too that you can go and check out i misspoke there um so go and do that but until next time we'll see you then bye